horns, horns, horns. Only posers don't listen. We gotta work out like yeah. a three-part harmony or something for that. <laughs> Or barbershop quartet. Ooh, I like <laughs> that. Jake right. runs into the room. Uh, <laughs> 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 they didn't I like how you pointed it out. You're like, he's not getting away with it. No, I love the little tiptoe action he got in it, you know? Just so all those people that don't see us visually. Pink Panther style. Yeah, Pink Pank, Panther, all right. All right, so, uh, hey guys, it is, uh, we're recording this on Sunday. The 31st. The 31st. Sunday. The last uh, day of Mental Health Month. The last day of Mental <laughs> Health Month. The reason why we're recording this episode for Mental Health Month, because we, obviously with the coronavirus, it's not as easy to do all the things we wanted to do, and we kind of got scrambled and thrown apart. Yeah. So now we're kind of back at it. Uh, people are restricted. You're allowed to be around like 25 people at a time in our state. So, uh, yeah, this all makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I know what is it. We're definitely way below twenty five people in this room. As surprisingly, because there is a lot of people. I in this just want room. you like to look out the window and just like see Governor Murphy peeking behind the boys <laughs> with binoculars, making sure. <laughs> Governor Murphy peeking behind. Ugh, that's so creepy. Yeah, yeah, that's our governor for you. <laughs> yeah, he's a creepy dude. Well, uh, he looks like the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz. He looks like the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz. He looks I, like heard, some kind of scarecrow. Well, I've heard he looks like Sid from Ice Age. He does look like Sid from Ice Age. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucked up, bro. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I wish he was consistent. Like, he just says what you want to hear and then, like, does something totally different. I'm just, I'm just tired of his, like, cheeky, passive-aggressive message boards on New Jersey highways. Oh, yeah. Like, don't be stupid. Yeah, knucklehead. Or, like, I don't know, I forget them. The flat tire one. Right, flatten the curve, not your tire. Yeah. Like fucking dab on haters, got him. <laughs> Whoa, dab on haters, got him. Fucking nailed it, Gov. I wish he would say that. <laughs> right, just Governor Murphy makes a TikTok. I miss the fat guy. <laughs> uh, what is it? Yeah, so we're doing Mental Health Month today, and today our guest is actually Sarah's mother, uh, Cheryl. Right? Like, is that the best way to say your name? Do you have a nickname? Cheryl. Yeah, Cheryl's fine. She goes by Cheryl. Cheryl. <laughs> you never know, man. You know? We called all kinds of things. Yeah. Cheryl is so, fine. So we're here with Cheryl's mother, who's going to... Sarah's help. mother. Sarah's mother. Cheryl's mother. I'm all over the place. Now. Yeah, now you're her mother. Uh, what is it? Sarah's mother, uh, Cheryl, who's going to help us with uh, Mental Health Month is the subject for tonight. Uh, with her experiences and in our own. And I guess just go over it. Uh, do you have anything else to say about it, Sarah, as the uh, the, well, the, the daughter? Well, I was going to do Mental Health Month, and my mom said she wanted to come on, and she come talk about it. I know she's had experience. She's had a rough year with it, so let her on. <laughs> yeah, that's easy enough. That's how the idea started. And she was really nice enough to, like, we write outlines for episodes because we're fucking professionals. And, like, <laughs> yeah. we, like, push it together. Like, it's so, it's so tight. <laughs> and like we all talk about it and have like big reedy, you know, it's very very bougie. We're uh, yeah, very rehearsed. Yes. Yeah, very very rehearsed. That's Sips. why yeah. ships PBR with pinky in. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's why this content just comes out so streamlined. Uh, <laughs> and and she was nice enough to write an outline for us tonight and like kind of to you know go down that. So we're gonna go down that right now. Uh, I guess you want to start us off. Yes. Um, I have my the outline I gave you with all the stuff I don't want to forget to say. Well, just before, actually, before we get started on that, do you want to, like, introduce yourself in any way? Like, how, you know, just how you got to know us and everything like that, obviously? Well, uh, I'd like to know how you got to know me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no choice. You would have come no matter what in my life. Um, 
um, what was the question? <laughs> just just introducing yourself, in other words. Um, I'm Sarah's mom. Uh, Sarah's been hanging with these guys for a while. She's has a pretty good time, I have to say, and we <laughs> we we like we see her happy a lot. Mm. So. Sarah's had a rough time in the past, so it's really great. Um, She's the voice of reason. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I'm so excited about. Because as a parent, you're like, spit it out. Come on, spit it out. But, yeah, what if your kid ends I'm up so like Spencer? Yeah, she's the voice. She's absolutely the voice of reason in our in our small menagerie. Ma- she's like, like guys, guys, think. <laughs> if you do this, Let's pull the cops will come. That will ruin your high. <laughs> <laughs> think about it, guys. Think about it. We're like, oh, she's right. Sarah's right. <laughs> That's my girl. Man. We must have done something right. As Jake has recently brought up, things have to be my way. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah but they're not oh, yeah. it's not a passive aggressive thing it's not like well, you're not getting your way so you're like yeah. shitty towards everyone because of it or anything yeah. it's it's like logically this makes no sense guys you're doing this. I'm following you down the rabbit hole yes we're going I'm following you but I think this is a terrible idea so I just want you to know when whatever hits you in the front I'm in the back <laughs> like, that's kind of how it is it's like a condescending walk with us yeah. <laughs> I told you guys it's going to go this way yeah it's like see see you're all wet it's always something like that she's like you know we're all sitting there kind of shruggingly upset about how we didn't listen to her and she's like see see where we are (laughs) the end of a a sitcom she's like you guys yeah it's very (laughs) well 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 (laughs) the the live studio audience starts clapping and hooting when she walks in like thankfully somebody here is smart if it wasn't for her right exactly yeah so that that's how it is we get too excited we're too excitable that's what it is we're too excitable and and I'm not a good leader (laughs) she shrugged so hard guys oh man the bat the the face she just made oh (laughs) okay you're you're like the um the figure that's in the Wizard of Oz and she's the person behind the curtain I like to think about it like imagine there was a good person who was always behind Donald Trump as he went and terribly did things. And it was like, no, 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 point in this direction. Like, something like that. I think he fired her. I think there was Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> you fired... Yeah, you can't fire me. I'm sorry, I'll still say yeah. 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 It's like, I see what you're doing. Don't do it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, let's get started here. Uh, so do, do you want to start us on the your your beautiful yeah. outline that you, you wrote for us? Yeah, um, this is about my experience with depression and how psychedelic drugs and functional medicine changed my life. Wow. There's a lot. That's a lot. That's involved, a And I tried to keep it as brief as I could. So if, if you need to cut it off anywhere. Like no, that. I don't no. think we need to at all. I That's think that you should just. Yeah, I do. Because um, Joni will keep picking up the phone to look at it. And I think he should get the second outline. Yeah, yeah I should get this. <laughs> this is what I said. Yeah, I should get See? See where we are? This is our relationship. Yeah, really. He looked at the phone for a minute and then he slammed it down. So, sorry, headphone users. I I just can't live on a phone like most people do. Okay. Understandable. Oh, yeah, and I'm old. I'm 48 years old. I'm the oldest person in the world. Only 12 years younger than you. You look look great. That's not a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) You look 
You look yes. really young. Also, not full compliment at Definitely 35. Compliment. It would be a, it's kind of nice to look younger. It's not when people who are 21 think you are that age Ooh. and then flirt with you and you're like, hey, I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it's legal and everything, but no. <laughs> oh, Jesus, can I see your ID? <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I'm not saying that's a bad thing. No, it's got to come to that. And then you're like, you're the best friend. You're the same age as my best friends. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I had a couple reasons I wanted to do this podcast um, for Mental Health Month. It, month. It's a big thing in my life. Sarah's been around for all of it. It hasn't been easy for her. It hasn't been easy for my husband. But I wanted to help destigmatize it. Um, when I started de- getting depressed at age 15, there was a lot more stigma with it. And I think that we're getting better in the society that way. I hope. And I, I work in a health food store and I talk about pe- this openly with people because I think it shouldn't be stigmatized, and that's also a really kind community to be in. They're very liberal, kind people. So, um, also with the current crisis, um, oh, yeah. a lot of depressed people. Oh, yeah. uh, it's got to be insanely. I know it's got. I know that suicides have gone up five mm-hmm. times. Uh, yeah. They wow. said that they used to deal with maybe one a day. Now they deal with five a day. Standard. Really? Wow. Yep. That's how standard it is from what the news reports that I read. We're saying that they're dealing with a f- like five percent increase on, on suicides. I knew it went up in like beatings, and there's going to be oh, domestic assault. Yeah, domes- yeah, yeah, domestic assault has gone up crazy. Um, yeah, it's insane. It's really bad. <laughs> okay. Oh, and um, when I when I was going through a lot of this, especially in the past year, um, with what I'll be talking about, I went through a treatment for it, an alternative treatment. It was hard for me to find information, and I want to get information out there my that's a good point experience like i the drug i did to or the substance was called ibogaine there was no information about it i don't know very much other about it other than i've heard the phrase ibogaine and yeah. i've heard i've heard a little bit about it but i don't know much about it myself that's a uh, a root right it is it's a, yeah it's, it's a african dmt if i'm not mistaken is it dmt it's a strain of it DMT. might okay. be yeah because yeah. i've heard of ayahuasca and i've heard of dmt therapies i've heard of different other like that are just basically the core ingredient of a street drug well yeah. a dmt is mm-hmm. um i don't know about ayahuasca but ayahuasca is dmt is it yeah i didn't know that they're just different sources right. i think oh is that what it is DMT's oh. found in like 90 percent of like plants or, plants or something yeah it's sick yeah. yeah i just read that recently yeah. all right so a little bit about my history um so people who are listening can maybe identify yeah it's a good with... place to start um, I, I started with depression when I was 15. My mother was alcoholic. My father was controlling. My parents divorced. I, my mother was emotionally neglectful. We never talked. And one of the big things that my dad, father, who I was very close to, did wrong is he told me never to write things down in case somebody might read them. He was paranoid. You have to hear about my father to understand that. Um, it, <laughs> he didn't want you to write things down. Yeah. And that was a bad idea because yeah. I like to write. Right. And I was writing a lot at the time. So, um, to anybody out there listening, write if you have depression. If you'd like to write, write. Write about everything. Um, my experiences with this uh, in the psychiatric community. Uh, my first psychiatrist I saw at 15, he gave me medications and talked to me a little bit. 
I was on medication for six months. The second time was an ethnic doctor. I'm not going to say what ethnicity because that really doesn't matter. But he told me I shouldn't wear mini skirts to draw attention from boys and medicated me. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Even, if I was the same person I am now, I would have yelled at him. Yeah. But I was docile and depressed and... But yeah. Did he give you the whole you're asking for it sort of? Wow. No, he didn't. No. No, that was all he said. But that, that's right. But that's like the right. insinuation. Yeah. That's yeah. Like that's the, true. what are you thinking about wearing these out there? No, mm-hmm. no, no, this is all wrong. And I came from a very, my father was a truck driver. He mm-hmm. was very sexist. And the, the language, he, he treated me well and he tried to raise me well. But the language he used, I learned more bad language by the time I was five probably than most kids know. Um, but a lot of it was really sexist. Wow. And I didn't, it's taken me years. I'm still digging out from under that. Um, hello. <laughs> um, at the age of 21, I went to the third psychiatrist. We're going over my psychiatric uh, history here. Um, Matt, Matthew, who just left the room. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, my third psychiatrist I went to for 14 years misdiagnosed me as bipolar which my husband's still pissed off about, um, and mismedicated me. And I left over a disagreement about medication. My fourth and last psychiatrist, official psychiatrist, changed the medication I was on, took me off all the medication, because there were a few, and put me on, a, on one that raised my cholesterol. And he said, oh, you can just take a pill for that. Oh. And oh. I'm, I'm very health-oriented, and that right. was like, all right, we're done here. No, red light going. So as far yeah. as psychiatrists, there is no, like, just right porridge? Not, I haven't found one. There are good ones, but the problem right now is it's either psychiatry, especially if you have insurance, um, you get only a certain amount of time, and they just basically prescribe you a drug. And yeah. there's counselors, and they're expensive. Right. And that's part of the problem. Yes. So, um, yeah, counseling is super expensive. I've been going through that myself. Counseling, therapy, psychiatry, it's all expensive. It's Especially if you, expensive. you have no health insurance. Like, I'm lucky enough to have health insurance. I still pay 50 bucks every yeah. time I go. Me too. I've, because of copay. And that's another thing. Through this, through all these years, I've been married this year 25 years, and we've, have ins- we've had insurance the whole time. And thank God, because yeah. uh, I don't know what we would have done. We would have gone under. Because this is this is expensive. Crap. It's insane. Well, how, the, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> October, <laughs> and he's going to be fifty next month. So. Oh shit! Damn. <laughs> Big Sorry, neighbors. Hell yeah. No, that's it's so ins- it's so insanely expensive. Like to think that they astronomically even try to charge people that crap. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it's insane. Hey, professor. Professor's part of it. Yeah. It's a catch point too, though, because of the amount of schooling and debt a person has to go in just to have a piece of paper to say I can talk to people yeah. about the problems. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and a lot of the psychiatrists, like, uh, one of the first ones I went to wouldn't even deal with insurance because they were such a pain in the neck. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, so they just wouldn't deal, they, like, they just said you got to pay cash? Or, like, yeah, how does yeah. that work? And I had to submit it to the insurance and they didn't always pay for it. Oh, oh shit. I never even had that. I've never <laughs> done that with a doctor. I, I don't know. Well, I just started going to doctors, when, like, when as I, an adult. Well, I think a note, like you said, that wasn't taken as seriously, so, like, Going to talk to somebody isn't seen as a necessity. That was a luxury. So I guess maybe the health insurance company would deny that. At the time, it's a necessity. It's very much a necessity. We should all go through mental health counseling. Remind me when I'm talking about my doctor. Talk about the payments. Okay. Because that's that's an important thing. Um, My actual diagnosis is major depressive disorder. I went into New York City from my... Major depressive? I've never heard that term. It's basically... 
just what you know of as depression. It's experiencing symptoms most of the day, every day. It's just down. Okay. Bipolar okay. is the one that goes up and down. So I understand what you mean. Because I've heard somebody explain it to me once like this. Like everybody's at zero. Like normal people are at a zero. And then there are some people that are like one or two all the time. Like they're a little hyped and they're too excitable. And then there are people that are like at negative two or negative yeah. one all the time. And then they say that if you're like more prone to drug use or something, what it does is they take those drugs and they finally feel zero or they finally feel one or two. And they're like, holy shit, bro, I feel like normal again. And that's when when people say like, it makes me feel normal. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Um, I, my doctor, I go to a functional medicine doctor now. What is a functional medicine doctor? I have a definition for you. Thank you. The, the standard... Damn, uh, you're prepared. The most prepared guest ever. Well, this oh, yeah. is... I've been through a lot, and, and I've had to fight for a lot, and one of the things I've had to fight for was a doctor that understood me. Um, the a, your conventional doctor is called allopathic Western mainstream medicine. Allopathic. <laughs> as opposed to alternative. Yes, I like it. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Is alternative the same as holistic? Um, I think so. Um, I'll, I can define a couple of different doctors. Holistic, I'm not sure of the exact definition. But they usually treat, like if you go in, like I have thyroid issues. So, and that's part of this whole year. Um, my doctor looks at the whole picture. My um, The doc, a regular doctor would just do a standard lab test and um, they look at one system. They don't look at the whole body. Interesting. So they're like mechanics. But they uh, function, yeah, yeah. You're fine, you just need an oil change. They're just like, yeah, I know how to fix an oil change. You need one, you don't need one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so. so I could be a psychiatrist, I could be a functional doctor because I got power tools. I know. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. Oh my God, I wish it was that easy. Right. But they have MDs. <laughs> they have MDs. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I wasn't okay. actually going like, to try and take my American Studies major becoming a I was trying to get the concept that you wanted. I wasn't <laughs> saying that in comparison to you. I like the concept <laughs> that you were like, oh yeah, I'll totally take a drill to my head. Other than that, do that. Like, I was just like, I'm all right. <laughs> yes. Well, they used to do that too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. Yeah, but the, the, there are a few different kinds of alternative doctors, like a homeopathic doctor or a naturopath, which deals with herbs or homeopathy, which is a whole different ball of wax. But an, a functional medicine doctor has an MD, and they know about herbs and okay. all that kind of stuff, and amino acids and that kind of thing. So um, they're, they are, now I'm going to talk about the payment thing, okay. they <laughs> are usually super expensive. And one of the things, my doctor, for myself, just to go, they have what's, I think now is technically called the concierge thing, where it's basically a fee you pay every month. And no matter how many times you go during the year, you just pay that fee. Like a season pass? Yeah. <laughs> you get a season pass to your doctor? But the cool thing That's what is, you said, right? <laughs> you get like a cool little... <laughs> I have a card and everything. A cool little flash pass and stuff. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. But the cool... There's a cool thing about it. They give me a receipt every time I go for whatever that would be worth. I submit it to my insurance. If I go enough times, unfortunately, I can get that amount back. Oh, 
Okay. So I thought you were going to be like, I get a free sub. I don't know why you were getting to. I was like, what is this building to? Go 20 times, get a ticket to Six Flags. Yeah. doctor I go to? Yes. Who is actually the funny thing about this doctor? I want to see some bad so bad. Is they're very Catholic, which I have some issues with. Yeah, that sounds weird. So, but fortunately, they've never pushed their stuff on me. But they will not do birth control. I was going to say, do they just uh, bring up abortion for no reason? They're like, yeah, I know you got a cold, but, you know, abortion's murder. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, because you walk here's, in and it's like a, a church in their waiting room, right? There's yeah. a little baby Jesus. True, I'm not okay with that. That they, is they, well, this guy at? I thought Kyle is all about annoying people he disagrees with. He's like, oh, you disagree with me? Like, let's hang out in your living room. professional Every time we're around somebody, he's like, oh, this guy doesn't like me, I'm going to go shake his hand. Like, <laughs> I love that. Every, I love it, too. From an outside point of view, it's great. For me, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, That's actually like, like, you're killing with kindness and showing dominance. I appreciate that. And Alice and I have super big smile really on his well. face. Always. He always has the biggest smile. Like, what are you going to do? Get mad? <laughs> <laughs> I need more of that. that. So I'm going to tell people how silly they are by being mad. He's like, why are you mad, bro? (laughs) That's a great way to handle that. You're mad at me, you idiot. (laughs) I'm wobble. Damn it. Stupid idiot. Stupid idiot. This doctor, basically they may like be super religious, but they fixed my anxiety or else I wouldn't be able to talk to any of you right now. She's on supplements. She would have been on Xanax if she went to a standard doctor. So you would have been like a zombie all the time? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, we tried really hard because of what I was going through to keep her off stuff. Yeah. And if she needed it, she needed it. But to, to, to try, do our best to do always natural first. I've tried yeah. a few things like when I was younger, especially coming off of uh, like when I was when I was a drug addict, like 11 years ago when I came off they were like trying to put me on Lexapro or something like that I remember it sounded like my sister's name Alexa and that's what always weirded me out when I first heard about it I was like why does it sound like Alexa's name and then you take it and you're like oh I'm a zombie they like just everything is negative was, you're just like uh, that was uh, that was Stratera for me in middle school I was like fuck this crap yeah. I just stopped taking it that's one of the reasons that I did what I did is that medication particularly did I answer the questions about the doctors? Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was very informative. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I never did drugs as a kid. I didn't do pot until I was 40. Okay. And the reason was... Do I- pot. <laughs> You're the only older person I know that doesn't call it dope. So there, you get... You really? Get, yeah, so you get like a thousand oh points for that. Your mother said it so many times that it made my I veins did, shake. Didn't, uh, I, I didn't do the drugs. Why is that smoking dope mom is not dope? She's <laughs> like, we're doing the dope. I'm like, stop. <laughs> she got the nickname No Dope Donna for you. Yeah, she, no that, that was, that's where my yes. veins shook. That was when it was happening. When we were calling her No Dope Donna. Oh, it was a good time. I love Donna. Oh, by the way, I heard that the podcast you did about your addiction, and that was phenomenal. The podcast. one with uh, Devin, Devin, where my where my uh, landlord called me in the middle of it. That's right. Yeah, my landlord called about... me in the middle of it because the neighbor called the cops because I had a flat tire. Yeah, yeah, it's good times. Yeah, <laughs> it's good because Devin lived in the neighborhood too. When we turned after that episode was over, Devin cursed up a storm because he only gets nasty around me alone. <laughs> like he won't admit that, but he's a the sweetest pie person. But if you get him real alone, he 
he'll he'll say a bunch of dirty shit. <laughs> and he said, he and he was like, goddamn fucking neighbors just going nuts because he hated all the like stuck up neighbors around here. It's good to see Devin release his anger every once in a while. <laughs> you know. Oh, no, I won't be talking about it. Anymore. Um. All right, so where are we? So I didn't do drugs. Um, when you were younger. When I was younger, because of medications that I was on, the stigma, and I was just afraid of them. And I actually, my husband would be hanging out with people doing coke. I never found, when I went to try it, I worked in an Alfred store. I couldn't find anybody who had it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that, honestly, I'm very upset about your health food store. <laughs> I would assume if any store had drugs, it's a health food store. <laughs> Everybody in this store does drugs. For whatever reason, I have. There's a huge correlation between like vegans and healthy eaters and hardcore drugs. Like, I yeah, because yeah. because no, you gotta go hard, bro, when you eat vegetables all day. Yeah. <laughs> I I got no response. You know, yeah. you got me. <laughs> well, I'm I... gonna do the cocaine now. Your bagel friends will judge you for eating red meat and then case an eight ball in the Straight up, bro. <laughs> straight up. Oh, Their nose oh, has like a new cavity shit. in it or some shit. <laughs> okay, that's that's I literally know somebody. I literally know a guy that got surgery on his nose. He passed away in a totally unrelated thing. Uh, he was in a car accident, but he okay. had to get surgery on his nose because when he was a, an addict, it like it was starting to cave apart. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's oh, real. Oh. Turns out you're supposed to only inhale air. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> 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 All right, how I discovered ibogaine, which I will talk about more about what it is. We were I heard about ayahuasca at work. Um, I'll, and I'll kind of differentiate. And my husband heard a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> yeah, with, that's always a good. That's with, like always a good recommendation. So of funny drugs. enough, when you guys were talking about DMT and ayahuasca, that's pretty much my knowledge is from Joe Rogan podcast. It's probably the only good from. thing he's done lately because he's turned into a real dad lately. <laughs> I mean, I just fixed Ed's friend's skateboard, so I'm like, I'm starting to turn into a dad also. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, like you know, he fixed my bike. You're already the dad. kind of dad. Yeah. The kind of dad that's like, why isn't everything the way it used to be? Like when I was life young. Is, <laughs> life isn't as simple as I want it. Hear me rant about it in my truck now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that kind of dad. Gotcha. Well, so it, you, it you was it was Michael Pollan. Is, and it's, I have a few books I'm going to recommend. Okay. Yeah. And he, I read this book and it helped me to understand. Because for years, John, my husband was going, you need to do some mushrooms. And I was like, yeah, I'll have serotonin syndrome and it'll kill me. Yeah, okay. Which he didn't understand and I didn't know anything about mushrooms. He, he reads a lot. So a lot of the information he helps me out with. Um, a lot of the, there are a lot of illegal substances in this country that should be helping people that have been studied. Psilocybin and mushrooms, which are currently being researched and were researched back in the 50s. Yeah, that's part of the MAPS group that's doing all that stuff, if you're not familiar with I'm MAPS. Not. MAPS is a, basically it. it's a group of scientists and medical professionals that have come together to f argue uh, legalization or at least medical uh, right. legal paths to do experiments on these kind of drugs. They're the main people that are getting... The psychedelic mushrooms pass, uh, legals pass to do the test. They're the ones that started the therapy with DMT with, um, with people who have uh, PSTD. I'm PTSD. saying PTSD. that's it. Sure. Those are the letters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that that that's 
that they started those whole programs. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, sh- I should know about them. Yeah, I think it's, ma- it, you can look them, it's like the letters in this, you know, capitalized maps.com. Maps. I remember I seeing it, but there's so much information out there. I could spend like hours on Google. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be talking though. about Google too. A lot of misinformation too, though. Exactly. <laughs> Matters on how much you pay. <laughs> like, oh, I have a cough and a slightly sore throat. Okay, Google, and I have cancer. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at that. All right, LSD is another one, and that used to be, if I, now I read this book a long time ago or a couple of years ago, and I have a bad memory, but I think that's what they were using in the 50s to help out alcoholics, and they it was really? working. The hippies got a hold of it, bag. the counterculture, and then they made it illegal. Wow. I, I, know, I know little about acid other than experiencing it myself, and like I know that the acid in my generation is drastically different than acid in other generations. Yeah. It is literally only, almost always chemists that work, well, in our area, they always go to Temple. I don't know why they they all go to Temple it's in a huge Philly. School. I don't know why, but they're all chemist. Oh, they're wow. all amateur chemists. In I thought temple. you meant they were religious. <laughs> no, no, like the, the, like the school. <laughs> no, and bless you. I have no idea what they're uh, religious. It's, like, it's just like you just see everyone come out of a mass or whatever. The the cult, like it's just a bunch of chemists in like white coats yeah, coming out. Be like, the Gentiles huh. Yeah, every every kid I've ever met that's done it, or people I've known that got it from someone. It was a kid from Temple. I don't know why. Like, maybe they just, like, aren't very safe about how they... Like, they don't pay attention to what beakers go where. And the kids teach shit. They're like, I'm going to borrow this. And maybe they have a wonderful science program. Apparently, maybe they have just a really good chemist program. And every every once in a while, there's a good apple. And this is Philly. So if you think about it, you have the drugs in Philly. And then you add knowledge to it. And boom, you have people like McGas. Knowledge is power. Knowing is half the battle. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Ibogaine, which I did, uh, was researched in the 90s for addiction, and that's primarily what it's used for. Okay. Addiction. When I went... Uh, addiction went to, type therapy? Uh, to get people literally off the stuff. Now, is it one of those reset ones? Like, like um, Yes. Yeah, because I've heard about... Like, when I was an addict, they didn't have any of that stuff. They right. just came out with Suboxone. And I literally remember when they came out with Suboxone and junkies being like, oh, shit, they gave us a trump card. <laughs> and like, and like, because literally what they did is being a junkie before Suboxone, super hard because you couldn't show up to work to do your nine to five because you're a junkie. But what Suboxone did is you could be a junkie during the weekends and then take the Suboxone on Monday Functional. and be a functioning junkie for four day, uh, five, four days get paid on Friday, and then get high. And it was like, if you were a functioning junkie, it worked great. Can we call them funky junkies? Oh, can we? (laughs) (laughs) When you you took the eyeball game, was it a ceremony, or was it just... I'll go through the whole thing. Oh, awesome, yeah. Because that's that's a difference um, about about the eyeball game, the roots of the eyeball tree from Africa. It's used in tribal ceremonies, and it's mostly for addiction. So prepared. And ayahuasca, which is what I heard about first yeah. and what I wanted to do first, um, and it's possibly being researched, made from the leaves of a shrub in the Amazon, used in tribal ceremonies, and there are actually churches in the United States where it's legal. That's what wow. I've heard. That's basically what I heard is the workaround, is right. that they have these religious, these, these practices are done in religious communities in other countries. Their argument for bringing it over here and making it legal is that they are a religious group. And therefore doing it. If you're Rastafarian, before there was medical marijuana in this country, you could argue Rastafarianism in in court. It's been won a few times. Um, And um, 
And Jay Weedman famously back in the day won a court case. Uh, he, there, how he originally got famous is him and a bunch of Rastafarian guys were doing a protest where they were smoking outside of Trenton. Mm-hmm. He, the guy came up to, to arrest them and he kept smoking the blunt and he was blowing the smoke in the guy's face as he was trying to arrest them and he just kept Somehow squeezing his hand back out and taking another hit, and he does it like seven times, like seven times. Well, that's the cops' fault. Yeah, like seven, like like literally seven times. He squeezes away, takes another hit, doesn't run, just like takes another hit, and uh, you know, vaudeville act. It's very, it's, it's super, it's super funny, and that's what made him kind of one of the first viral videos that got him his. He has a really dope van. Yeah, yeah, he does have a dope van. And a restaurant and a, yeah. a smoke shop and a, a, I used to work, and a church. I used to work in Trent. I'd walk by it all the time. Yeah. All right. There's also ketamine, which is mm. um, an anesthetic. An that's, animal. The right, that's the right answer. <laughs> an yeah, animal right tranquilizer uh, and special K, right? Yeah. I've only done it it's once. It makes you feel like you drank a bunch, but you didn't drink a bunch. Yeah. So you're not heavy and you're not throwing up. It's like a 30-pack went in you, but, but you didn't, I didn't like drink a 30-pack. I like feeling full. I like, I like the <laughs> drinking part. I call no, it the Fisher-Price the, drug because it's not really it like, is. you don't feel like you're on drugs and then you it realize like, once it comes off and you're like, ah, oh, I guess I was high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot. There are clinics that you can go to in the United States. They're expensive and I've read reviews and there wasn't enough research and out there for me, there were not too many bad. Like they don't have it down to a science yet. I think I think if you take kind of a waste of time. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> well, As a person that's done it, I think if you unless you want to feel what it's like for somebody to paralyze you before they take advantage of you, but there's no one else there to take advantage of you, you're just paralyzed. That's what you should do. Wow, that's pretty descriptive. Yeah, because that's what it feels like. It Literally, feels like you're like loopy. you're like you dude. Somebody silly. could you're abuse like, me ah, right ah, now, ah, but I can't. Do anything. There's no one here because I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, but like, and that's, always makes well, sense. And that's why I really don't like you. are just like I'm on a drug alone. What's wrong with me? <laughs> and I should mention with all these things, I don't know a lot about this either. But there is microdosing that people do, and Michael Pollan yes. talks yeah. about that in his book. And I'd love to get into that in the future. I know a few people that have benefited from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's three books I'm recommending. The first one, or people, sorry, the books come later. There are people, interesting people. Cool. Albert Hoffman, who yeah. discovered LSD, so you know that. Michael Pollan, who wrote How to Change Your Mind, and that yeah. was the Joe Rogan. And Dr. Humphrey Osmond, <coughs> excuse me, 1950s research on LSD and alcoholism. Have you read The Spirit Molecule? No. Oh, that's DMT uh, 1.0, really. Professor, There's stop a lot of like, people. Just accounts and stuff about, like, DMT, strictly research-based, but... Maybe I'll get to that at some point. My husband would probably read it. It's a neat little book. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, wait, I skipped the thing. I'm sorry. No, no, that's okay. Um, oh. Nothing is skipped. You can always go back. Why, why I chose... She has pages, bro. Yeah. I didn't want to forget anything, because this is so important. Oh, my yeah. God. I so see where Sarah gets I it from. I appreciate it. <laughs> this is why I 
would be. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> you good. You don't want to work so with proud. me because I'm like her on steroids. I would appreciate your organization because I strive to be like Dude, that. Dude, <laughs> every day I wake up and I say, Sarah's extra. Sarah, get this more done. <laughs> like, I'm going to do that. That's my motivational tool. If Sarah's super extra, she would get this done. I got to do this and do something else too. I'm horrendously it's, bad with paperwork though. Like, it's, it's a huge effort. If you're bad, I don't even know how to describe myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why I chose Ibogaine. <coughs> would you like some water, Alec? Maybe I would, yes. It's PBR's water, something. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. My husband's um, going to be horrified you. when he found out I was drinking this during. I mean, you're not drinking PBR during this. No, we're drinking PBR. <laughs> yeah, that that is, oh, no, no. That is a uh, dogfish head 60 minute IPA. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it isn't. It's I'm a PBR. Drink, I'm yeah. drinking rice water, dear, okay? Rice yeah. water? <laughs> what are you going to do about it, dear? Yeah. What up, dear? He said he calls it hipster beer. I know that. He says the yeah. word hipster a lot. Yeah, I said it's water. I've never met him. He's, I think he's going to punch me now. He's the total opposite. Uh, no, yeah. Thank you. Seriously. No, no. I just like how I like how older older crowd gets attached to certain words. Like my dad, my dad yelled man bun at me one day at a bar. He's like, oh, so you do with the hair and these hipsters? They got the man bun. And he's like yelling man bun. And I'm like, what? He heard the word boomer. And was like, so that's what you call us, right? You call us boomers? And was like screaming in a bar. Dad, stop, but also yes. Yeah, I was like, I was like you are not helping the cause, bro. <laughs> oh my God, it's just it's the same as the Karens that like get pissed off. and like, You call them Karen? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 I magical. That up. I, I, like, I have to keep up with all this jargon. Oh yeah, we'll help you out. I got lost when people started to stand other people, whatever that's supposed to mean. I don't know like, what the that means. like when if you stand someone, you appreciate them. I heard it a lot in the oh, K-pop wow. world. Standing. Well, okay, like, so I'm not, I'm not too out of this. I'm not too out of this one. All right, good. It has to do with, st- I'm sorry, derail, this is your interview. I'm just, derail, derail. K-pop jargon is not important. I'm going to do what Sarah did. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what she does. That's what she does the okay to us. We should give her a gavel. Okay, all right, everyone shut up, Matt. A gavel or a bell? I'm going to lose my voice so it doesn't matter. Why it shows I begin. Over ayahuasca, um, there were clinics available, and there weren't with ayahuasca. You could only go into the jungle. Yeah, that's what I hear. You got to go leave the country and go and to the jungle. And there's big fuzzy spiders. And there's yeah, we're done. We're done. <laughs> we're done. Big fuzzy. Get the room abdomen. Nailed to you on legally. It's just once you extract everything. <laughs> You know, yeah. tea, I live in a place whatever. where the biggest problem you got is squirrels. I don't they, know they have this down. Like this, well, I'll talk about the clinic. Um, they're, it's legal in Mexico. I never <laughs> wanted to go to Mexico, ever. One of the reasons was the big fuzzy spiders. <laughs> and I didn't want to go into the jungle. So, so Oh, no. You go find out about it. You go check out the fuzzy spiders. We'll wait don't here. Don't mind me. I'm just going to look at <laughs> Mexican fuzzy spiders. Okay? Please don't. Um, why I chose this facility. Um, I did a lot of research and I did a lot of back and forth with the guy on the, the net about this <clears throat> and I was able to research the doctor's medical licenses that that ran the clinic, which is really hard to, to find. It appeared medically safe. It was done in a hospital um, and what I found out when I got there is the doctors, nurses, and EMTs are there during the treatment and they monitor your vitals. 
I had to. That's kind of cool. I was on four different medications that I had to go off. I went into my doctor and said, can you take me off these? I want to go down and do this thing she never heard of. And to her credit, she was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. And I slowly from, from, oh no. No. I showed Ed. I showed, oh, you want to show me, bro? It looks like a teddy bear I'll with eight it. legs. Yo, fuck that thing. <laughs> fuck like, that thing. I don't want to ass. My whole global warming cares the fuck out of it. I don't want to fuck it. I just want to pet it, but all right. Oh my God. Yo, team human all the way. Fuck that thing. Team everything. Again. No, it's so cute. No, they ain't nothing cute about it. We got to talk about your cute standards, bro. So you guys, you want to see cute piccolos over there? You got off your medication so you can take piccolos four more legs. I went from August through March. So like six or seven months, six months, um, it took me very slowly to titrate. That's what it's called. I'm going off the medication. Titrate? Titrate. Okay. Sorry, my voice is going. No, no, I just didn't hear you. <clears throat> um, and then I took two months off before I went while well, I was going off the end of the medications. Uh, I took two months off of work and got disability. And that's one of oh. the things this year I've had to go through with the depression. I'll talk about that later. Okay. Did you to take make- a MAOI inhibitor? No, I didn't. You can't take anything with those. Oh, really? Yeah, they're they're. That's one of the things. Whenever I read about them, you can't do anything on them. You can't take anything with them. I was on. If you want to know what I was on, I was on lamotrigine or lamictal, which is um, an anticonvulsant. I was I'm on. I was on Welbutrin, um, <coughs> Lexapro, which okay. was the one that really did bad things to me. Yeah, that one's not fun. And Topamax, which was for migraines, but okay. also for, for depression for some people. So I got off all of these. I went down to Mexico. I was exhausted. Uh, the, the owners, there are three owners of this place, and I really want to give a shout-out to them, Baja Ibogaine Center, because they're there for the right reasons. Um, they, they love what they do. The male nurse, uh, one of the owners, Jose, Dr. Velasquez, who did the treatment for me, you know when you meet somebody and you feel like you met them in a past life mm-hmm. yes. and the kindness like this man just I we didn't speak to, like Jose spoke English I don't know any Spanish I took French in, in high school I, I, I had to ask how to say thank you I know how to say thank you in Spanish but when I was down there I, I didn't know but um, Dr. Velasquez did not speak a word of English and just the kindness oozed off this guy and he was the one who did the actual treatment Jose was there at the there were three facilities Two of them is where you stayed, and one was the actual hospital, which was a cosmetic surgery hospital, which I really liked because I thought there's no sick people here. There's yeah, no yeah, yeah. Floating around. Right. that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> yeah, so, and I took pictures of these, these. I'll show you sometime if you want to see them. Yeah, definitely. Because the, they were really proud of their, faci- their hospital. He's like, there's the crash cart, here's the rooms. Um, I don't know if seeing the crash cart was the first good thing, but... <laughs> Um, they're really proud of this and they work really hard. Um, the experience the the right before we went down, Sarah got into a car accident and hurt her back. Well, I got whiplash because <coughs> I got rear-ended and then like the day before I fell down the stairs and hit my back right where, like right the before we left for Mexico. So then we left the next day and that was like absolutely awful. She was phenomenal because we flew from here to Seattle, down to Se- Seattle to San Diego 
And then we went into Mexico, and apparently they got a flat tire and had an awful night, and she was up for, like, 22 oh, hours. so basically, so we take her there, and it was, like, super sketchy, because, like, it's Mexico. I've never been to Mexico, and it's, like, are they going to, like, take her organs or something? It looks <laughs> like what you see on TV. Yeah, it's right. very important. It was t- above Tijuana. Okay. Yeah, so we, the guy... I've like, been to Tijuana, yeah. I know the guy that didn't speak English took us back across the border, and that was, like, three hours of sitting in traffic. And then we got back to the airport, like... Ten, like half an hour before they closed, got a rental car, and then hit this humongous crater like half a mile away from the hotel. Like, and got it blew out both tires on the passenger side. What? Yeah. Damn. It's the, the worst fuck? thing we've ever had. They were exhausted. Yeah. Like, this was such a long And I was just like, I just want to go to sleep. And then, so luckily, the tow truck driver picked us up and took us to the hotel, luckily. And my dad had to take, he went to a hockey game the next day. Sick. He had to take, <laughs> <laughs> he breaks his back, he goes to a show. He's like, oh, I did all this stuff, um, hockey's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he had a flip phone at the time, so he had to take my phone to the game. He because, just got rid of a flip phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, literally. The ticket was on, like, my phone. So, actually, the next day, I ended up, like, getting a plane back, because I was she miserable. Back. She didn't yeah. even get to see San Diego. Or... Oh. Yeah, I had it in out, though. It's awful. Really? Yeah. Had it in out, and it was awful. Five guys is so much better. Oh yeah. Wow. Bold yeah. fucking East statement, Stanley. Like East Coast. What's up? Only, only. Fuck your shit. I graffiti. Whoa. Shake Shack is like. I've never had. I painted in and out in Vegas. Like I hit it hard in the parking lot. And I, like, forgot about it. I, like, did it drunk as a kid when I was out there. Like, right after high school, I tra- I traveled across the country and I hit it. Mm-hmm. I got back home and I applied for a permit to uh, paint the uh, brick skate park because they were letting artists apply for things. When I went to apply, the guy laughed and he goes, yeah, you're not going to get it. I was wide. He goes, you want to see how big your suspicion file is? And he threw it down. <laughs> he goes, Vegas? Vegas, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, Yes, that's why it's a suspicion file. And he goes, We know it's you. We just haven't proved it yet. You know, and I'm like, I'm going home. Also, when we went to In and Out, I was waiting in line because there was a huge line, and of course, I lose my father because he walked to the closest beer store, and I had no idea where he went, and then he came back eventually. Fathers love to wander off. My father loves to wander off. It's his favorite thing ever. I was at the treatment center center for a week and I looked at our credit card and it was like beer, 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 oh. music, music, beer, beer. That's a great way to live life. He had me up until like 6 and 30 in the morning oh one time God. drinking and playing records. I literally fell asleep with a beer in my hand. He's like, oh, you gotta go to bed now. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so do you, sir. That's the song. <laughs> we had to stop at Sub Pop Records at the Seattle airport. Yeah, we almost lost them. To get us, yeah, to yeah, oh my god. So anyway, I'll talk about the process because I'm sure people would want to know. Um, <clears throat> while they were getting their uh, flat tires fixed and all that, I slept for 15 hours. They want you to sleep because you cannot sleep after you do it. Hmm. So. Really? They, How was the experience about? Well, I'll, I'll talk about that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I've got it. I've got it mapped out. All right. You got because it mapped out. This is, this is what I would want to know. Um. You get, um, I slept, I was there for a week, was okay. there, I got there Saturday, had it done on Tuesday. 
um, had a test dose, which is 10% of the, what they call flood dose. They give you a test dose? Yes, to make sure. That's smart. Yeah, really smart. That's smart, just to give you a little, like, trial run. And dip your toe in the water. And, and, but most of the people that are there are addicts. So there were people there. I didn't really get to interact a lot with them. I would have, I don't care. You know, good for them. I'm really happy for them that they're there. Um, but they're they're in there resting. I don't know what they had them on that they were. I think that on. makes it better actually as an addict to go there alone and feel like the experience is just you and not like a lot of rehab is you thrown in a room with a bunch of other addicts. And most of the time, your your stuff will be like stuff will happen where you'll just be like, I'm not as bad as you. There's a, there's a lot right. of that. There's a lot because you're not this. No addict is the same, and it's not really like a thing of being bad or being not. It's like how is it destroying your life? Then it's bad. You know, it doesn't really matter how bad. You know, like right. bad but is it, bad. But it, but it's weird. Like I was in a I was in a, just not to go too off, but I was in this uh, one place in Monmouth Medical with a girl who was pregnant and addicted to crack and very very mentally ill. Aww. Like you could tell. She was insanely mentally ill and she did not belong where we were. Like she belonged somewhere where like there are medical professionals with her and they needed to supervise her all the time because mm-hmm. she's right. She screams crack for hours, bro. Oh and it was really it was troubling. And then like seeing her in the like the rooms they basically forced her to come into a room while we do these group things. Mm-hmm. Super fucked up. Like suit you know, like Okay, I belong here. Maybe this will benefit me, but it's not benefiting her. You're just kind of no. torturing her in a weird way. You know, right. like it's it was it's very disturbing. Just required to do. It. But I'd say it's one thing. I, I don't think they try. know what to do, and they label you and they throw you in a room. <laughs> you know, like if they're like you're an addict, okay, you go in room B. You're you're mentally ill. You go in room C. Like I think that's what it is. Yeah. And if you're a little bit of both, there isn't a room for you. So like that's how I feel like There's it so is. There's so much of that out there. I think. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that too. Um, <clears throat> so the day of, you get the test dose the day before. The day of, you cannot eat much. So I had breakfast. I cannot remember what I had. I had a smoothie for lunch. By the time my husband eats lunch which is usually two in the afternoon. He has nuts and an apple. I've had four meals. Nuts and an apple. The, the man can eat, survive on nothing. Dude, I, I watched him I, pull I, weeds literally out of the ground and then cook and, them for and us. Eat them. <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, we're going to put these in the eggs. I'm like, okay, buddy. Oh, I was right. like, I'm not going to die. That's right, the nettles. I yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to live. I'm so jealous of that because my mood swings with my appetite. So, like, I have friends that can survive off of, like, a cookie, a black coffee, and a cigarette for the entire day. <laughs> That's it. I'll talk to you about that later because I have the same issues. And we'll talk about right that. on. Because yeah. that was a big... I'll talk about that with you. Word. Um, Definitely want to touch that. So anyway. <laughs> Definitely hate that about myself. So that day I couldn't have any food, or I had very little, and I had a smoothie at lunch, and I got to the, they took me to the cosmetic surgery hospital. By the time they hooked me up to the monitors, it was 5.30. I was starving. All I wanted was, like, I don't even eat this usually, but, like, a sandwich on bread, like, lunch meat. I could not, yeah. I was so hungry. <sighs> So they hook you up. Um, they added ketamine to mine. They couldn't do that for the addicts. Oh, yeah. But ketamine... <laughs> they addicts, ketamine cold cuts? <laughs> Wait, did I miss something here? You did. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. No, I missed yeah, you, took, you took, you took Sorry. the fork in the as, room. As soon as you said sandwiches, I, I, I went fork. vegetarian <laughs> January. I thought about bologna and how much of it, and then I came back. We have a lot in common. Because that probably cool. takes away all Wonderful. the feel-beds. Well... 
the thing about ketamine is you have to do it more than once. So I don't know how much of the treatment helped me. Okay. So anyway, so that's kind of a side with it. But the addicts, like they say on the website, and if you go on their website, if you're listening to this and you're interested, if you go on their website, it's phenomenal. Like it has everything. We'll try to, what is it? I'll get the links from you and stuff, and we'll okay. try to post with, with all the links and everything. I'd like to try to do that. We'll also take a group photo at the end. Sure will. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, so I went in 5.30, they started me, they give you two capsules, wait an hour, and then give you two more. I have never tripped before this. This was... <laughs> so what do I do? I go for the flood dose in Mexico. Um, Whatever, go big. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was... You know what? I wasn't scared. I was... Everybody's like, oh, you're so brave. I want to get off this stuff so much that that's all I could see. I got there. The only time I was scared was when they hooked me up in the hospital bed and I was sweating because I was going off Wellbutrin, and that gives me the sweats when I go off it. So I was sweating, and I kept moving around the hospital bed, and I was like, that's when I was like, I wish my family was with me. I miss my husband. I miss my daughter. Okay. But this is something you need to do yourself. Definitely. And I, yeah. and I knew that, like you were saying about the, the... I just feel like that's a better... I feel like looking at it from an addict's point of view, if I was there yeah. for those reasons, I think it would be better for me because so many other therapies are so group involved and they they say it's you know besides the group like helping each other stuff i think everything else should be more personal yeah where because i feel like they're just throwing you in a room you know they don't know where to put you they put you in a room you know but with the other stuff you get there is a certain high that you get out of going to an na meeting with other people it's an energy you get energy from other people you feel good it's kind of like working out with a friend I guess is the best way to compare it. Like my friend had, you know, we both agreed to go running at nine. I got to be ready to go running because I'm going to disappoint him. Right. So going to the, you know, like it gets you to go there and it gets you to do the the right thing. Whatever it takes, I guess, you know. No, I don't exercise. (laughs) I just started. It's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. You know how people are always (laughs) talking about it? It's because it's terrible. (laughs) It's the worst shit ever. I don't know why people do it. I want to look good naked too, but this sucks. (laughs) I used to do CrossFit, so don't let me talk about that. Again. That's a cult. That's <laughs> a cult. She said it. I don't have to say anything. I don't want to talk about your cult. <laughs> All right. So anyway, back on track. Yeah. So they gave me the two capsules, and Jose, the nurse, who also had—I don't want to say what he had going on—but he had a lot of trauma in his own life going on, and he came and he was there a hundred percent at the facility. I cannot say enough nice about this guy. Um. First thing was buzzing in the ears. That was the signal that it was happening. Interesting how everyone has a different signal. Well, through the one of the best parts, and I think I told you about this, was my daughter. I saw my daughter morph into Kim Possible. What? That's what? Awesome. This is such a good Did story. Did she have the watch? All I saw was the hair and like the. That works too. It's like, wow. I didn't have a lot of vision. Why Kim Possible? Six, three. Why not? Why Kim Possible? Because she used to watch it. Okay, that's all I needed to hear. She's like, I needed Kim to hear Possible. why. <laughs> I needed to hear why you were like, oh, it's Kim Possible. <laughs> and I had Schism by Tool in my head the Sick. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I know the pieces are because I watched them fall apart like the whole time. I love Tool, so that, that was a good thing. <laughs> so good. Um, you throw up a little during, which is why they won't let you eat. So oh. I remember the, the, them being there and helping me throw up into the bucket. That's normal? Yeah. yeah that's, yes. 
Yeah. See, that part just, I mean, so I'm a per- I've never touched a psychedelic before. In fact, I <laughs> did. Yeah, I know. I know. Crazy, right? In fact, the time that I smoked. He's the closest thing we have to Oh, The time I smoked Ed's weed pen was the second time I ever smoked weed. Really? Oh, that yeah. was the second time? Wait, what was that? <laughs> yeah. That was the tobacco I didn't know it was the second time, that bro. Was t- wait, what? That was the tobacco uh, pen. That doesn't oh. smoke marijuana. Maybe um, yeah, of course. Right yeah. on, man. Yeah. <laughs> 40 years old. Except, well, yeah, 30. Except I kind of cross Oh, no, was, no, yeah, honestly, okay, yeah, it was funny, because, like, I gave him a hit, because he had already smoked the joint, and he was like, all right, yeah, I'll take a hit. Don't remember the and, and then, like, he, like, chugs the IPA, and yep. then he's just like, okay, give it back, and then he cheeps it, like, seven times. Sick, And bro. that was the end of Spencer. I, I saw the video of him walking home all wobbly. My, like yeah. how you My brother had to find exactly. him the stairs. I, uh, I, uh, I fell like, asleep on that. It wasn't important. No, no, he chugged the IPA. Fucking layers, dude. Dude, that asshole with the fucking layers. I hate him. Fucking layers, Alex. All right. We're just yelling about Alex and the layers. I love Alex. There are so many things we could talk about. I hate layers, but I love Alex. It's impossible. Oh, yeah. she's, and one of the things, and this is hard for me to talk about, um, my husband was afraid I was going to leave him when, because well, he read a lot about it, and a lot of addicts change everything. They get rid of all the people in their phone. Oh, okay. So he thought I was going to leave him. One of the things I saw. I mean, I guess that's an honest concern. To, yeah, and it was, I was like, dude, you know, like I had no plans on leaving. <laughs> oh, the most sour answer ever. She said to your dad, dude. Like, no, man. Oh, it's always man. I'm like, I'm not a man. Like, come on, dude. Seriously, like, shut up. I don't know, man. <laughs> I saw this this little plaque of I, I can't describe. It looked like a little cheesy plaque of two little pudgy Mexican people. That's and I heard a voice or saw something that said, "You and your, you and your, I forget how, significant other or something will right. fade off into the woodwork together." So that was like. That's the thing that really... That's nice. Yeah. That's cool. That really gets me. So um, when I told him that, I think he felt a little better. So that the medicine's in your system heavy for 24 hours. They picked me up at 7.30. In fact, they put the shade down. A car alarm kept going off. What? (laughs) It's Mexico. I mean, it was like, Mexico's what it looks like on TV. Okay. I would have yelled at them. I was like, yo, what the fuck? We're tripping in here. (laughs) (laughs) Can you you cars shut up? (laughs) And the monitor, the beeping of the monitor, like, this is in in its infancy. I think eventually they're going to mix this with the the shaman aspect of it. It it has a long way to go. They need to put you in a soundproof room is what they need to do. I thought about buying them soundproof headphones, but I'm always afraid. That's a nice way to look at it. Soundproof headphones is a cheap alternative to what I just said. (laughs) I use Bose soundproof headphones, so I guess I've tripped before. No, no, you didn't. You want to trip, bro? (laughs) No, I'm already clumsy enough. I'm already clumsy enough. (laughs) Like you said, I'm singing them out. So so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh my God, it's got to be close to morning. It was only like 12.30. I could not wait to get out of there. This was not, I kept seeing colors. I kept hearing the buzzing. I saw a couple things that really, and I heard the music in my head. I don't like being out of control of my body. So this was not a good thing for me. It wasn't a bad trip. I haven't had a bad trip. Do you know, like, see, I don't think there is really a bad or a good... Yeah, I don't really think there really is a bad or a good trip. I think that you just... It's a process. It's a process. You're learning from it. If you learn from something, there's just having a good time, and there's not having a good time. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah definitely. So they, I, they had to walk me out the next day. I couldn't see anything. I couldn't Whoa. stand up. 
They walked me out of the hospital. And actually, there was a lot in my system, so they took it down a little bit, which at the time I didn't know they could do. There were trails everywhere. I could not wait. I was so like, but the next day, the, the thing about the next day was, you know, I'm tripping, I'm, I'm doing maybe, you know, my version of tripping. And Sarah, I texted, I had a flip phone at that time. Um, I texted Sarah and I texted John and I, my phone, I could, when I could see, I could barely see. It. Yeah, working the phone is hard. No. Technology and, and is the evil during that time. Like on a flip phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they do an I, I was it, a T9 on a fucking iPhone. Yeah, right? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, uh, so I texted both of them, said I'm out, and the phone beeped. But when I looked at it later, it wasn't either one of them. I didn't know I had to put international on my phone to text. I'm I'm starting to see visions of my husband because he was out hiking in the desert, falling off a mountain. I'm what? seeing her falling down the stairs. So I texted oh my, my sister and I'm like, "Have you talked to my family? Can you get a hold of?" And then they called me. That was the worst part. Like I started, I don't, I'm not, I don't panic. I'm not a panicker. I'm not an anxiety person. I was I thought my family was going to be dead. That's, I think those are just paranoid thoughts. Yeah, yeah right, right, just, right. That was the drug. Did they talk about, like, just not to get too far, did they talk about ego death and, and stuff like that? I read about the ego okay, death. Okay, because that's, like, I think a part of it. I think it takes a few times that's or a few experiences. Center. Have you experienced but that? But having that, having that happen for you is kind of my closest thing to a religious experience. Yeah. Really. I obviously know what ego death is, but for Kyle over here, what's, uh, what's ego death? <laughs> Uh, like ego death. <laughs> yeah, Kyle definitely knows. Uh, ego death is basically like in, in, in a psychedelic experience where you allow like the self, the the self that you know, like you kind of deal with the things that you don't like about yourself and like really just come to terms with it. it it's a very sobering. That's, that's where a lot of bad trips come from. Yeah, it's where the idea. It's the idea of it a bad trip. It's terrifying. the point. It is. I've had very good ego. It is, but you come out of it. It's like one of those things where, like, you had something bad happen to you, and you're like, "But I'm kind of glad that happened to me because, like, now I've learned." If we from right. time, it's kind of like that, but in a night. Well, I'm very self-critical, but every time I've had ego death, I realize, like, oh, people like think pretty highly of me. At least, like, my media <laughs> friends, like. Yeah, it's. Yeah, <laughs> laugh when he says that. I got really, I get really happy when I if get into it. I'm like, oh, not that much. Okay. Shit. But, like, but I, I don't know how. You know, like, just yeah. Really well, let's go. Time. You know, okay. I'm not gonna cut you. All right. Um, there were two horror stories, or there was oh. a horror story. There was. Um, let me put this in short form. There were two young kids after I had my treatment. Um, they came in, and their father, the father was calling and giving the doctors a hard time, and on and on and on. Like that, Jose was like, I don't think these people want to come here. Well, when they came, found out that they had been to another clinic. One of the guy's heart, he was 21 and she was 18. His heart, he felt like his heart was beating faster, and he wanted to be hooked back up to a monitor. And this was in a group setting. This wasn't doing it yourself. They're, they do them both ways in, in Mexico. And they, they kicked him out. Took Whoa. his two thousand dollars. This poor kid was so scared, and I was like, "This is you're you're fine. Like these people are here for the right reason." Yeah. But he was terrified. So and the, and they were talking about how you have to be careful because they'll rent B and B's, Airbnbs, mm -hmm. yeah. 
and hotel rooms and leave people there. There was somebody oh, that I've died. Heard, I've heard all about this, yeah. Yeah, so th- these were the things I was... Like, Same like, thing with ayahuasca. They have, like, these fake oh, ayahuasca yeah. churches, and then people just come there. They pay, like, a bunch of money for, like, basically an ayahuasca experience, and they just rock That's them. why I didn't And they it. send them down to, like, a foreign country where they don't know anybody and anything, and they're on a fucking drug. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and there's big fuzzy spiders. Okay, <laughs> so how it changed my brain and my life. May I interject real quick? How long was your experience? Oh, um, it was from 5.30 on Tuesday night. It went for three days, but the, the hardest part wow. of the it... the trip was three days? No, no, no. The, oh. the main part was oh, only okay. a day. But the full, like... Feeling it They somewhat. say that it's in your system for the three days. Oh, and I have something else I want to tell. Um, they, uh, yeah, but the actual... It was probably till dinner time the next day that I was really tripping. Like, that wow. night I was still seeing... Yeah, yeah. Shit. Did you get close-eyed visuals? Did you play around with those at all, or...? There was so much that I didn't know when I did it. Okay. Did you get to a point where you were tired on it? Like, where you were like, all right, I know what yeah. this is. I figured it out yeah, now. I'm now I'm just stuck out. in this reality. Because yeah. that's usually how I feel after, like, seven hours of tripping. I'm like, okay, I get it. Things move. There's colors. <laughs> yeah. no. I'm like, just get... To, I got to make this steak because I'm hungry. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But, I was, but it was because of the control thing. Like, I couldn't control anything. Uh, um, really? There's not a lot of... Because acid, there's a lot of ride. control. Well, you're... Oh, acid, yeah. You kind of got the reins on acid a little you bit. You have a little more control, and that's yeah. why That's why I said I always feel like I get to a point on acid where, like, at seven hours, where I'm like, all right, all right, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the... Oh, the, the last part of it was on the Friday before I left, which was the seventh, or, seventh day, they had me see a shaman. And they had me meet him earlier, and I was like, all right, whatever, this is part of the deal. That was so intense. I cannot tell you. And they had they did Reiki on me, which I was kind of you know I worked. That's like the chakra stuff. That's where they don't touch you, and they say it's a massage, but it's not a massage (laughs) because you don't get touched. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, well, the jury's still out a little for me, but I felt like I did get something out of it. I I work in an alternative medicine setting where I'm in a health food store, but I am skeptical of. I'm very skeptical of that one. I get that, (laughs) but the, the shaman. The funny thing. Massages get touched. Try try to make <laughs> try to make this short. He he took an egg on he and he had me get an egg and he like ran them down each side of my body like over the energy in my body. He broke the eggs into two glasses and each yolk one was my father's side and one was my mother's. And the funny thing about that was in each one he said I can't remember if he identified. Were the you on sh- drugs while this was happening? No, this was the third. Okay. Oh, I'm missing out. Right, because I was going to say, on drugs, this would have worked. <laughs> he said, you're, I can't remember if he identified her gender. She, your, your child is very present in both of those. I was like, oh, yeah, she's up my butt all the time. Like, that's so, so true. But so that was really, you know, there's more to that, but that was really... I got a lot more. I, in fact, I called my husband because he had been, he had, was into like all the Wiccan and all the running around in the forest naked and do all, all kinds of, <laughs> but not drugs. He never not did drugs until I did. Um, in fact, I kind of, I think I kind of pushed him into it. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good relationship. actually. <laughs> <laughs> but so I called him and said, do you want to come down? But he didn't want to get stuck coming out of Mexico again. It was hell coming out of Mexico. <laughs> was it fun getting in there? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> We'll look yeah. at the pictures. And we later. saw the wall. Oh. Yeah. I was oh. like, wow. Three walls, actually. That That's <laughs> something to see it. Oh, because I haven't been down there in a while, so I haven't seen it. Yeah. I t- yeah. Mexico's not some place I want to really go again, but 
Um, if I had to go see them again, Mexico I'm... City is cool. It's it's just as crazy as people say, but it's cool. It's a cool city. All right, how it changed my brain and my life. Um, I'm more decisive. I've had a tough year, but there are things that have come out of it. Um, I see the big picture a lot more. I'm not reclusive. During the year, I've wanted to. Usually, I would isolate, and which is a bad thing to do when you're depressed. I wanted to go out and see people. I don't ruminate on the past as much. I don't get as much into the wormholes that a depressed person gets into. And it also brought to light other health problems that were contributing to this because a lot of times things like that I'm having going on, thyroids, thyroid and hormones, I'm at an age where your hormones go all over the place. Um, they don't, a doctor will just diagnose one thing, you're depressed. So um, that's one of the reasons I go to the doctor I go to. So after I came back, um, I had thyroid issues. I went to an endocrinologist. If you go to one endocrine, if you go to three endocrinologists, you'll get three different diagnoses or three different. Um, they'll give you three different things to take. I had mono, uh, Lyme, and I had insomnia. And it, it, during August, I had the mono, and my brain just felt really inactive. And this went through November to where I finally, I ended up in the hospital with the first, suicidal thoughts for the first time in my life. Because, not because I was depressed, I, I wasn't engaging. Like you saw me for months sitting on the floor, yeah. right? I think, I think that that's, but it's very normal to have suicidal thoughts. Like they say that almost everybody's had it at some point. At some point. Life. This yeah. was the first time it had ever occurred to me. And um, this is really hard to, as a depressed person, not only to be, um, or, well, yeah, it was part of depression. Um, going through this, but watching your family and having to say to them day after day after day, I don't feel good, Sarah. I'm sorry. I don't feel good. I don't want to go out. And my husband broke his arm when all this was going on. And he took me out all the time. He was wonderful. I can't say, he's not only a cool guy, he's a great husband, he's a great father. I mean, he's, he's an awesome guy. He's an awesome guy. <laughs> I enjoy him very much. He's down with the boys too. He'll share fine. He dances at shows, bro. Yeah. He dances he at shows. That's a well-rounded story. He dances he's, he's at shows. got nothing but great things to say about he's, he's a great. He's got a great yeah. spirit. He's not a great dancer. Sorry. but <laughs> He danced at our wedding. I don't know about He's a goddamn dad. He's not supposed to be a good dancer. You're right. They took that ability from him. damn it. No, no, he always danced him. like that. He danced like that at our wedding. He does, yeah. the, he yes. does the creepy crawl, like the the, the, the creepy just, crawl like dance thing. He was destined to be a great dad. Like then they were figuring it out. That's how you know. Dude, it's one two one two. It's well, not that hard. They were getting the fundamentals. They're like, all right, oh, one two. I'm doing it right now. They're blueprinting for us. You gotta shout out that. My door got in the way. All right, I wanted to go over my visit in the hospital yes. a little bit, not because it was a happy experience, but because it was the first time I ever went through it, and it's stuff I always wondered about. Mm -hmm. um, the day that I went in, um, Sarah had gone out and asked me if I needed anything. My husband went to. He had a seminar for MoveNet, which is a total nerd thing. Um, he was so excited. So they left, and I just remember thinking I couldn't lay down, I couldn't stand up, I couldn't function. There's a bottle of pills in the other room. I could take that. And then I was like, "All right, nine one one." So, but I, that's a safe that's a safe move right there. Like being a rational person right. and seeing that you're like, "Whoa, I shouldn't be having that thought. Let me attack this." This was one of the reasons right here. Well, whatever well, your that, reasoning was, that's a great reason. Sarah's a great reason. But So they took me to the ER. Um, I was there for hours, and they decided to admit me to keep me safe. I was there for five days. Um, I had group every day. And, and just so you know, she didn't go to a cool mental hospital. 
No, no, this. <laughs> oh, Sarah. No, this was oh, modern. Still old. Do we really it's have to go through this? Oh. It's all about you. I know. Oh, I know. One of them yeah. Sarah's obsessed with mental hospitals. Okay. The whole Urbex thing. She, she gets that. She gets that from me. Yeah. And my husband. Oh boy. So anyway, so we have group every day. Oh no. And I felt like. Group was the thing that I got the most out of. Yeah, it can be beneficial in some in some degrees. Because it was like other people are going through stuff, and I'll tell you exactly. about some of those people. Um, and they had patient education, and I had inpatient out or intensive inpatient and group therapy. And um, these were some of the people I met. And these are people. It's important to me because this made me realize how many people are going through shit that I just would have never thought about. The most impressive person to me was that I'm not going to say gender or where it was because for their protection their privacy I don't think they anybody find it anyway but this person had has migraines every day of their life <sighs> the sweetest person you've ever met she's on 10 different medications yeah how um, is that legal gender dis <laughs> yeah well that wasn't that's another story gender dysphoria that's the first person I ever met with that issue um, spouses of narcissists. There were more than one of those. Uh, children of narcissists. There was one person who was gay and married and questioning their religion. And that was really hard for me because there were other Christians in the room. I am not a Christian. And even to the Christians in the room, the answer was simple. Your God loves you no matter what. And that person could not get past that. That's another. That's they probably another. Read the Bible. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard of that book. <laughs> you shouldn't. Have. It's, it's, you should, it's like the greatest. I mean, there's like one book that sold more than that. What was that? Uh, it's called the. Uh, it's called the um, Alchemist. Uh, yeah. Really? It's it's printed it, in every it, language. It's the only. It's the only book to ever challenge the Bible. I thought you read the dictionary. No, I haven't. It, it's the Odyssey. I should have brought it. Though. Yeah, it's it's just the Odyssey. I know. I know that that's what. It is. Is I've it, read uh, the Bible. That's not what it is. Isn't it? Oh, I've never read it. I've never read it. I have it, but I know that it's. I know it's very similar to the Odyssey. Is that? All right, all right. Is that book full of metal by chance? All right, back to the. No. I'm gonna do a Sarah. I'm Sarah. Not when Ed's doing it. Like, come on. All right, all right. I met a person who heard voices. That's the first person, and that's not uncommon. Abuse spouses. Someone who tried to kill himself by auto. I shouldn't say him. And I met people who had electroconvulsive therapy done more than once. I met <laughs> somebody who had it done five times. Okay, they went school? to her mother, got yes. it done. Really? Good and, that's, uh, and that's why I mentioned That's remarkable. We shocked yeah. them. No, I know, but what's the purpose of electroconvulsive what, as, therapy? In this day and age, it's Bam, when... It's when, updated, when, right? It nothing, doesn't do anything. When nothing else works, they do this for yeah. people. Is that the same use. idea of like... Oh, they still use it? Still use. Oh. That's why I wanted to mention this, because I heard you talk about that in one of your other podcasts. Is that the same idea as like conversion therapy or something? No. No, no, it's not that bad. It's literally uh, hooking you up. But it's still like legitimately not practical though, right? Like there's no No, it's not really practical, but it's worse. It's used at worst case scenarios. Yeah, like point. really. But it's yeah. not even effective. It's resistant. What's it it's called? Yeah. Resistant treatment, resistant depression, that's for. When nothing else oh. works. And let me tell you, that's gotta be a scary place. Yeah, oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Um, I wanted to most people have probably heard these. I just those were the people I wanted to, the the most intriguing people I met. 
Uh, I wanted to talk about the, the actual <laughs> symptoms. Most people have heard these, but I think they're important. Trouble concentrating, fatigue, feelings of guilt and shame, hopelessness, insomnia, irritability, restlessness, loss of interest in things, overeating, not eating, unexplained pain, persistent sadness, and suicidal thoughts, obviously. Uh, things that can contribute to these. Poor diet, big one. Very big one. Very important. I'm going to say all to Oh, she's so mad at all. To us. you young people. I bought them all pizza. <laughs> I ate the vegan slice. No, no. It's, I 100% agree. Diet is a huge part of it. It is. It yes. is. And it's made me feel physically a lot better. Light deprivation. This is one. I went to cosmetology and they pounded into you. It's bad for your skin. Sun is bad for your skin. Well, my skin looked fine. But I was depressed. That was part of it. Now I'm out there looking. Well, it's hard to be goth these days, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Sun is evil. It's not my friend. (laughs) Poor sleep, endocrine, thyroid issues, hormones, grief, loss, heredity is a big one. Stress, autoimmune, which is lupus, lupus, Hashimoto's, Graves, fibromyalgia, celiac, substance abuse, a new baby, and chemical. A chemical imbalance, which is very controversial. They really don't know what's going really? on. Really? That's controversial? Yeah. I thought that was kind of established. Uh, what's so controversial? They don't know exactly what, what like the chemical imbalance actually is. Like, they can't. So they they're totally, doctors. Listen, so they can't a it perfectly. Listen, they can't, yeah, the next time you hear a um, commercial for prescriptions, they'll say, <laughs> it is thought to. Work on serotonin. Uh, the or, fact that we have commercials yeah. for prescriptions in this country—that never understood that. We could do like we could do four podcasts. I mean, like, yeah, right. There's, there's so many. There's so much. Don't listen to your doctor. Listen to us. Yeah. <laughs> we know what's going on. Yeah. Watch this puppy and this owner play with a frisbee as we uh, really off the all the reasons it'll kill you. Diarrhea. <laughs> right. Resources for support. This is very important. Hotlines. There are a ton of hotlines. Suicide hotlines. There are online counseling. You can text for help now. You have to. Google it. I'm sorry, I don't have that. Reddit forums were very helpful when I wasn't feeling. Reddit that. is That's very awesome. helpful. Yeah. yeah. Very informative. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah right? There's so much <laughs> social media. It's also a good waste of time. <laughs> um, TikTok. Don't get me started. <laughs> you know what was Man. one of the. The best TikToks was all three of you. On that oh, one. yeah. Because we're amazing. That we're was so awesome. good. I asked them, so I was like, yo, can we redo this? And Kyle just goes, I'm the last one. <laughs> Kyle's like, I'm last. That's all I care about. He's like, I'm, I'm the furthest person. That and I was like, smile. fine, Kyle. I, I was like, I'll be one. first. I tell, even though I tell Jeroni all the time that it's just, I love watching him have so much fun. Like, that gives me joy. Yeah. Me alone in my bedroom having, dancing, I'm having a great Dude, time. I love that. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I fucking really? love it. I mean, seriously. I'm but, glad because I'm having a good time. We sell our fun. But, That's what people but, buy. That's it. <laughs> but it's important because there are um, mental, like, back, um, not backslash, hashtag mental health and that yeah. kind of stuff. There are a lot of people saying what they're going through right now, and that's super helpful. I've had some really bad days yeah. and looked at those. It makes me cry sometimes, but it's like, I'm not alone. And one, if you're going on a medication, uh, one of the best uh, resources is looking at medication reviews, and you have to be careful with this, but I, askapatient.com, when I was going on, it tells you, specifics about the person the medication they're on the dosage their age and what they went through you always have to be careful because you other people have more stuff going on in their body but through it you can get at least an idea of the side effects because a lot of them do have side effects that's part of the reason people want to get off them and um 
It, that's a really good resource. Um, one thing that's important I learned in, in, um, in my, I learned more this year than I have in uh, the first 47 years of my life. Um, one of the things I learned was depression and anxiety going hand in hand, but anxious feel, people feel worse as the days goes on, but depressed people feel better as the days goes on. Interesting. I did not know that. As an anxious person, I can confirm. I yeah, feel like I... <laughs> yeah. I thought... <laughs> They go hand in hand. Yeah. Is there like a lunchtime period where you're okay? <laughs> yeah, you're kind of in the middle. Um, what oh, the... sweet Wednesday. I feel all right. <laughs> Wednesday's there... the best day. <laughs> what, there are things that depressed people can't say to other people. and What they want people to know. The things that I, and when I'm not feeling well, think that other people as well would want to, to, to be heard. It's a medical affliction just like diabetes or a broken leg. Um, it's humiliating. They feel like it's a weakness. Everything is an effort, even getting up. When when they're telling you, when they're counseling you, they tell you, get up and congratulate yourself for that. Get in the shower and congratulate yourself for that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It, it can be physically That's painful. nice, yeah. That is really nice. It really is. And it's hard to do that. You're, you're constantly beating yourself up. Yeah. It's physically painful sometimes. They feel like it's all they talk about, and that's a big one for me. I get so tired of talking about it. They're trying, even if they don't seem like it. They hate taking medication. There's a stigma. It's exhausting, and they work really hard. Can I just feel you call me out, man? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's what? just everything you're describing right now is like I. Uh, yeah. I don't need this. I consider myself a pretty happy person, but every like I, I don't know. I, have, I go to a therapist, and she actually recommended maybe I look into adult ADHD just because of certain things I have. But I'm. But I'm I'm resistant. Not that I have any judgment towards anybody else, myself, but it's just the, the, the fear. Yeah. The, the fear, I don't know if it's a fear of change or it's a fear, because I was on ADD medication as a kid. Well, that's a... In, in middle school, but my psychiatrist was a fucking prick because he had me fill out a survey <laughs> and said that this is between him and I, and as soon as I filled it out, he called my parents and then went over the entire survey. Mm. And I never, ever, ever forgot that's that moment as long. Cool. Oh, no, I know. I doubt you got not... ADD. <laughs> so, well, so funny enough, adult ADHD isn't like it's, it's not, not the same, same idea as in just like scatterbrained kid that can't sit and uh, like I constantly I mean, lose. No, things. I got it. I, I got ADHD. You see, just break shiny like, objects with you. Like what? <laughs> well, I can keep it together a lot. My lack of organization is something that generally I get extremely aggravated at myself, especially when I'm by myself and I have nobody to be, I guess, you know, formal in front of. Like, okay, it's not cool to get very angry in front of somebody, so like, don't do that. So I don't know. I just that one, especially waking up every morning. I wake up very like either pissed or just exhausted, and like I don't always get eight hours, so that can also do it. And but you have like to drag yourself out the of idea it. of like like amping like being my own person to amp myself up to go like that. Yeah, you, you hit a lot there. You I'm glad. I, I'm glad that. too because. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I'm a little over a year in therapy, and I love it. I, I, I think therapy Good. is something everyone should do. It's like going to the gym. It's like it's like everyone should just. Yeah. It's an exercise. Even Feel if you're gym. if you're feeling great right now, now's the best time to start therapy because oh, yeah, your right. therapist can get to know you now. And when you hit a point, you get low. Like oh, that's like that's that. yes. I think everybody should too, but that's important when you're feeling good. Exactly. Because it's like a baseline. Like when you do a lie detector, they have the baseline. And it was the same thing as the whole ADHD thing. Because like I had like, I'm like, my thumb is hovering over like my phone to open it up and to look up a psychiatrist or to call my health insurance to see who's in my plan and this and that whenever. But I'm like, I feel great. Why do I want, like, I don't want to change this right now. But at the same, but at the same time, I realized that <laughs> caffeine helps me a lot. 
and apparently that no. makes sense with ADHD. Well, <laughs> whether it's helping or not, that's fair. But I feel like it's helping, and according to my therapist, <laughs> that's a major thing with uh, adult ADHD is caffeine actually helps in the moment. Oh. So it, it's one of those in things the like... Moment. Right. And so when you wake up and you feel good, and you're like, why would I want to do this? Because... But at the same time, I'm self-medicating, so what the hell's the difference mm, anyway? Coffee. So There are a lot of people, and, and this is important too, I think this happens to bipolar people a lot. This never happened to me. I wanted to feel good every day of my life, and every day that I woke up feeling crappy, I did something to try to do it, to help. To, mm-hmm. to, but some people will go off their medications once they feel good, and that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's usually bipolar people. That is something I've met bipolar people. Hats off, man. I, I have just one level of depression, and that is something I can't even imagine. That's that's another level of hell. Um, why Google isn't a great doctor? It's easy. <laughs> I mean, that should be No, you're right. Obvious. It's a very... I, I don't mean to laugh. I'm laughing at the idea, because I've, I've also been there, We've where I'm like... Because my father thinks that it's a like it's the answer to it's everything. It's a diagnosis. He's like, he's like, I put my hand in there, and it tells me I'm dead. I mean, I've also been there, staring at the ceiling, wondering what the fuck is wrong with me. Oh, I have this whole phone worth of upteen million information. Yeah. Let me look up. Hey, Google, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like that's it's not a healthy way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly what my father's putting into this. Okay. Hey, let me look this up. Oh, I'm rolling daily's up. He's like, what the fuck? My arm hurts. Right? <laughs> Apparently, I have colon cancer. Huh? How's that work? <laughs> uh, but you, so you get lost in the wormhole and you misdiagnose yeah. yourself. You diagnose yourself and you end up not trusting your doctor. And if you you have to find a doctor you can trust and it's important. And this is how Scientology starts. <laughs> it's literally what he did. He was just like, I'm not crazy, you're crazy. And he just kept reading books. I'm like putting myself in now like I'm like we. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you, you are I, very welcome. So you tell Joey I love this. anything, and he'll be like, I got you. Yeah, I'll, also, I'll agree to pretty much anything. Yeah. I'm extremely uncomfortable because everything you've said makes so much sense to me, but I'm also enjoying the discomfort because I feel like I'm growing this person. I love so, that. Like, you've made my valuable day. Valuable shit. No, that's what I'm going right. for. Yeah. You've made my day. Seriously. Awesome. That's the point, yeah. All right, yeah. this is very important. The most important thing I think depressed people can do to help those around them deal with their depression, communicate. Hmm. Tell them. I'm not feeling well. My husband says to me all the time, thank you for telling me that. I wake up, I want to cry all day. I'm weepy today. All right, thanks for telling me, because then he knows it's not his fault. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. And then it's important to know for depressed people, it's not your fault either. It's, right. yeah, it's just one of those things. Uh, I wanted to do quick facts about antidepressants. Um, they, they've been the, the evil in my life, but they've fortunately they are here, or I probably would have ended up in one of those places that you like to go and look at. The asylums. <laughs> she <laughs> looks at closed ones, if that's any benefit. Yeah, pretty, the ones that were open, then. They're pretty architecture. <laughs> She'd be like, this building's beautiful, Mom. <laughs> She's like, you sure you want to stay at the thing I want down the street? It's pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell her, if I end up in a mental hospital, take me to Norristown, because it's the prettiest one, and they're going to kick me out, because they're... Gonna, that would be, I cannot <laughs> even imagine Sarah as an old lady in an insane asylum being like, <laughs> beautiful! <laughs> She's like, architecture is fucking dynamite! <laughs> well, they, um, they set the prettiest building on fire to practice putting it out. So you could just, yeah. <laughs> Alright, we'll do another episode on, we, like, I'm gonna, sorry guys. No, it's all good. We'd like to welcome to the team Sarah's mom! No. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I live through her because she talks about this. I think that's the point of children. 
Yeah. 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 No, they're supposed to do work for you. Well, oh, yeah, lawn work. I forgot. You're absolutely right. It's lawn work. I forgot about that. I have to get a lawn, then a child. That's how it works. <laughs> Facts about antidepressants. They're only meant for short term for a lot of people, but some people do need them to function. They're not always necessary. Depression can be temporary and situational. This is very important and something that I learned. Generics do not always work. Um, that, that's very important. I get one of my medications from Canada because it would be $2,000 a month. Because the generic doesn't work. I don't want to hear bullshit from you Canadians about that, all right? Laughs and maple syrup. We have a lot of lot of Canadian listeners, and they give me a hard <laughs> time. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Canada. It's because of Yeah, your medical program's wonderful. Now shut the fuck up about our politics. You don't <laughs> live here. I live here. All right. <laughs> nowadays. Exactly. Different diagnoses require different types of medication. Many are used off-label. Uh, Anti-seizures are used for bipolar. The one I take, I, I take now, I am still on some, um, is anti-seizure. Antipsychotics for sleep. Like, there's just a whole bunch. I, when you say antipsychotic, it's like, oh, my God. But a small dose will help you sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they take four to six weeks to work, and many people quit before they start working. Yep. And it is nothing to be ashamed of. If you have to take medication to function, a diabetic has to take insulin, um, you, cancer... Uh, I think it's more of a generational thing. Nowadays, it's pretty normal. pretty normal. Everybody, going to a psychologist is like, you know, people pat you on the back a lot more than really? they, yeah, Absolutely. definitely. I, I recently started going before the, uh, in the past six months, I started going. And I was afraid to tell right people. Yeah. And like, just weirdly, and I can't, I still can't tell my dad. He doesn't listen to this, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, but uh, yeah. He like listened to like part of an episode and it was like, I heard it. And I was like, yeah, he's like, it's on the internet. Or you know, but, you know. But it's I on the you. interweb. Yeah, one but my, uh, I, my, I couldn't tell him. One of my connecting moments with my now girlfriend before we were official was discussing how we were both like going to a therapist and a psychologist and whatnot. And just like that moment like Bonding of understanding. Yeah. yeah. They also went on really adorable cool. Animal Crossing dates. <laughs> they went on dates in Animal Crossing, and then they're going to recreate the date. Right. Okay, <laughs> That's adorable. You've lost me in video games. Okay. <laughs> Why suicidal people I met considered suicide? Uh, this is something, like I said, I never dealt with till this year, last year. Uh, they don't want to die. They just don't want to wake up. They can't do it another day. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And I know people in my life every day that have these same thoughts. Like, this isn't uncommon. For me, I never, never thought about death till last year. And why I think it's not the coward's way, way out is because 9 out of 10 times, it's desperation. Right. It's, it's not the pe person saying, fuck you. It's mm -hmm. the person saying, I can't do this anymore, guys. Like, this is just too much. And I get that. I, that's, that's definitely understandable. Yeah. Every individual is different, and you never know what goes through the head of a person that just commits and goes through with it. No matter what situation I've ever been in, no matter how depressed I've ever felt, I will never know what went through that person's head, and you, therefore you it's not... You walk down the street, and you don't know what somebody's going through. Exactly. They, they can give you, like, the finger for some reason. And... Exactly. And I think it's very difficult in this day and age, especially with everything displayed on the internet, where it's just like, wow, look at this kooky person mm. having a breakdown. 
Like, you have no idea what the hell led up to that. And you don't, even in the past month, you don't know what their life has been to lead oh, up to this right. moment. Where Dude, I think about that shit down. every time someone gets angry at my job. I'm like, what happened to you, bro? Yeah, like, Come on, I can help you. You'll be a counselor soon. Yeah, I was like, I, think I can help you. What are you mad? Why you got that? Oh, be a school counselor, dude. That'd be sick. Me a school counselor. Yeah, no reason I should be around children. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, back. When you word it like that, dude, you catch kids with weed and you I don't smoke need bunk. <laughs> I don't need children. I have guys, all of you. Guys, how do you get them to stop? Oh, just clap once, clap Wait. twice. Clap on, clap off, the clapper. Okay, that was probably before everybody else is talking. I saw it. Yeah. I'm old. You're kind of old. Yeah, yeah kind of old. <laughs> Ways to help depression. One of the most important for me, which um, kind of went down the tubes with the COVID, was group therapy, mm. counseling, good diet. Again, very important. Exercise. I know you hate this, but it's just good. terrible. <laughs> All right, sweating is horrible. All of it is bad. Ride your bike. That feels like work, man. Like if riding I... the bike is the only one I like. Sweating. That and swimming. You know why? Because the water is taking care of the sweat. <laughs> you don't like yeah. being dirty. Not at all. I'm super into punk. I'm also into showers. <laughs> you, were talking about, you were talking about the past one day, and you said, uh, we were talking about something, and a history thing, and you're like, they were probably just really dirty. They probably stunk. You know, I like could that. not travel. As yes. a white person, one of the few people here who can travel back in time and have no problems. Uh, what is it? If I Think about it. If you travel back in time past like a certain point, you lose all your rights. All right, yes. me, I can travel anytime. All right, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it's a it's a Louis C.K. bit. <laughs> All right, bad, he's a bad help. person. <laughs> Wasted health depression, group therapy, counseling, good diet, exercise. There are supplements, but you need to be careful not to mix them with certain medications. And just because it's natural does not mean it is not harmful. Um, licorice, which is great for people with low blood pressure, really? in my case, will raise your blood pressure. Oh. So you have to be careful. St. John's wort, will, which is one of the ones used for depression, will make you photosensitive. And might it might be, which means the sun will burn you. Really? <laughs> I don't know how. And it will probably also give you SSRI. Why does he have handcuffs on <laughs> Those are from my old roommate. <laughs> Okay. Those aren't even from that roommate. That's from the previous roommate. Not fluffy. <laughs> he right. has those two. Uh, uh, okay, he took guys, them with him. That was, okay. <laughs> that was totally my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah, you distracted us. Uh, things I learned at the hospital were coping skills that um, <laughs> that help. Grounding, which is taking your thoughts off things by using your senses, touching things, smelling, like just paying attention to what's around you. This is really hard for me. Fidget spinners. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Um, just feeling, you know, just smelling something, looking at, at outside, just looking at textures, feeling textures. That's a new one to me and that kind of works. Positive affirmations, which sound really stupid and corny and I always thought they were stupid and corny. Like I accept myself. <laughs> I have the power to make changes. I am not my depression, which is actually a big deal. But they're not stupid and corny. Write them on fucking post-it notes and put them on your goddamn exactly. mirror every morning and exactly. recite them till they're fucking verbatim. You're right. It's not corny if no one knows. <laughs> you know what? I want them to it's know. It's not wrong if you don't get I wrote thought. goddamn notes about how awesome I am and I put them on a goddamn mirror because I was so depressed and I needed someone to tell that to myself. My mirror and I was too afraid to even express it to somebody. And See, it worked. You know oh my what? god, yeah. 
I thought Whatever when, works. when they started talking about it, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah but I... Kumbaya! Uh, <laughs> I like how you're like, yada, yada. You feel... Check out this fruitcake. <laughs> you feel you feel above it. Like, oh, I'm not... I don't need that. That's like some chakra bullshit. Like, I don't yeah. want to fucking... But I went through that, too. I went through that with so much stuff. I went through that with nerd culture where, like, I'm not that nerdy. Or, like, and as soon as you just you open are. yourself up, you're goddamn <laughs> I, right I am. I listened to the fucking podcast proud of about it. you. I loved it. Oh, thank you. I loved it. You know why? Because my husband's, like, into the, a lot of the same things. The Dungeons and Dragons he was into with a kid. The anime. He loved all that Your stuff. Your husband's amazing. I don't... And he's... He's... Red, As red, a lawyer, dude. like, this guy seems like he wants to punch me in the face. <laughs> I will happily take the punch and say he's amazing. How about that? <laughs> Beautiful. Just get him talking about bare feet. What? Bare feet. Sorry, he didn't... Didn't you see? We never discussed bare feet. <laughs> okay. Bare That's feet. another conversation. Is he down for bare feet? Bare feet. He... Yes. Yeah, was it, are we talking He's about like bare feet. Feet, feet or like feet? Or foot coffins? Yeah, foot coffins. Bro, oh, he hates shoes. Right? I know. <laughs> yeah, he's mad. He mad hates shoes, bro. Well, you have a bunch of like, like hate shoes. Pressure <laughs> points in the foot, and I'm sorry. That's another thing. Like yeah. we have some. Like I feel like the podcast could go on for hours, um, and I love it. Um, music is a good oh, one, and I love punk rock because I'm not like I. Let me give my disclaimer here. Um, you guys would kick me out if you knew what I listened to. But, no, 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 they wouldn't. Dude, wouldn't. that's what I learned about punk like rock. I'm the same. I came here the same no, way as you were like. I was terrible. I have learned, like, every genre of music, you will find a whole group of people and a punk that loves it. You always find yes. there will always be yeah. one motherfucker with a mohawk that'll be at the classical show. I'm always sad. Some sort of something where you will. Find, I, and that's what mohawk I love about. That's what. That's what. That's what attracted me to like the this group in the first place. It's, I, I've always loved ska music. I like. I like, obviously I got my taste of punk because of ska, and that and I, I'm getting closer to the scene. We that's what I love. One the acceptance. Yep. That, that's all. Do it. All it takes. We give you one spoonful. <laughs> no, I, I, we've I've sat in a room full of punk rockers and listened to fr- Lady Gaga's first album <laughs> and literally had somebody go, "Why is it so fucking good, bro?" <laughs> like I've I've sat in yeah. rooms with like a bunch of there? punk rockers and listened to Kanye West's graduation. And people are like, "Damn, guilty. bro!" Yeah, well, Do you know what my dad's guilty pleasure is? What? You know my dad's guilty pleasure. I need to know. Lady Gaga. Straight up now, tell me. By Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul. Straight up by Paul Abdul. He could not. Oh yeah, that's a hit. Yeah, that's a that's that's a banger. He he could not. He used to drive a Bronco. He could not play it loud enough in that Bronco. He had a Ford Bronco. Yes. Oh my God, he's a man. So cool. Do you know why he didn't come tonight? So he wouldn't be a distraction. He wouldn't be a distraction. He'd be a super distraction. Oh, Can we just do a live podcast marathon where we just have him on just talk for just 24 hours straight and people can donate we, towards... I gotta get him a trophy like hours. most high final. It should be him showing you records and telling you you're wrong. I want him to come here. He will tell you you're wrong. Yeah. I want it's him like, to come you here. You should like this record. The record you like is stupid. Do you know why? What is, I got him a mu- uh, shirt that says your music sucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> he wore it the first time we went to see Bowling for Soup. Do, do you know what it's like living with these two? Oh, <laughs> Nazis music. Music Why Nazis? do I have a complex? Okay. It's like a freaking third right in your house of music. <laughs> but, but seriously, music is so important, and that got me through high school. It got me. Even though you, you don't listen to music. See, here oh, we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, this is where dad. Your father was 
just listening. All to in s- Jerry Springer because <laughs> was listening to something the other day, and it was it was something that typical of what he listens you to. You just like, don't understand, like okay. killing things or horrible things. Killing happening. things. And I was like, I listen to things that say like you. Things can only get better. And tell them what you listen to. Don't live your life. Just tell them what you listen to. What got me through high school was In Excess, Howard Jones, Paul Young. Right Duran Duran. Duran Duran. Duran Duran has got bangers. Really? I love Duran Duran. Dude, the end knows. I love Duran Duran. What's the NSX song that got really popular? NSX song is good too. What's it called? Relax. Yeah. Yes. The Rocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood? Uh, That's no, Frankie Goes they, to Hollywood. There's that song with the, like, relax. I forget what the they say. Relax. The Reflex? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. No. Uh, We're on it. Do, do, do. I, you're, I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I'm a big fan of Eddie Money. Eddie Money, really? word to Eddie, Eddie Money. Eddie 50 Eddie times. What's up, Eddie All right, Eddie I don't feel so bad And Joe Brown. I told you no, to no, Joe Brown as well. All right. They Never feel bad. Music, like I will. My favorites, all right. Never two, feel bad about your music. Do, do your favorites. I feel like I have to mention my two favorites. One, you guys will accept, the lead singer of Husker Du, Bob Mould. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll very much Love accept him. that. My favorite album is one of his, in fact, it's one of the few that I heard the first few notes and had to have the album was Workbook, his acoustic. Acoustic, I'm not really... Okay. Um, and Tori Amos. Okay. I mean, she did, Why is it Tori Amos? All right. She, I've seen her like yeah, four times. She's gotten a little weird. Her voice has changed. I like old Tori Amos. I love Pat Benatar. Don't Tori forget that. Cool. I remember that. I love Pat Benatar. Love Pat Benatar. <laughs> I actually, I love I love seeing like artists of yesteryear per se perform yeah. today just to like, because I can appreciate, even if they can't quite hit the notes the same way they used to, I can still appreciate like watching them try and still performing. No, no, she's like, got an inflection. Like her voice, she changed it. it it makes my skin crawl because I love her. And and oh. her, her voice, if you ever listen to old Tori and new Tori. We're going to have to do that. Because I, I, saw, I saw The Who play like five years ago or whatever. And he just. It's not he the just, same. Dude, no, but I appreciate it. And it was still, <laughs> oh, I'll stay for that. <laughs> it was still great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, but it just wasn't. No, it was not the same. But I appreciate the fact that like this is the same band that my dad would have went to see when he was like my age. You know, so like that's a cool moment for me. Yeah, she's not the man hater. Everybody thinks she is either. She loves men. I just wanted to say that. Famous people <laughs> with depression, because my husband yes. always makes comments about her being like a man hater. Uh, she does not like. She does not hate men. Boys are dumb. Just like your dad. We go to. Jew- <laughs> <laughs> Boys are dumb. She has we issues to, with religion. We go to Jupiter well, to get she more. Join the club. We go to Jupiter to get more stupider. That's how boys work. <laughs> Yes, you do. Exactly. <laughs> we are the superior. Sarah, I'm, I'm not boss. afraid of where I went to my education. Boss. Okay. She's known that that females are the superior gender. <laughs> I, the my, the smartest that. thing my father ever said to me <laughs> is they're 51 percent of the population and they're smarter than you. Do whatever you can to I be like in their dad. good graces. <laughs> and he goes, "You've already lost. You've already lost." And he goes, "Just." Accept it now. It makes it much <laughs> easier. That. Oh, that's great. I love that. <laughs> All right. Famous people with depression. Uh, Winston Churchill. He used to call it. Oh, yeah. His, really? He used to say it was, oh, yeah. quote, unquote, hounded by the black dog of depression. That that blew my mind. And one of my favorite quotes, actually my favorite quote from him is, if you're going through hell, keep going. And that has gotten me. That's so a great cool. quote. I he, love that. I love that. He, what a cool guy. Like, I, I'd love to read more about him. I, and, yeah, we should do him. And, yes. Cover him, yeah. And I think, if I have this right, um, I, I screwed up on my notes, but I think there's a controversial statue of him erected in 2006 in a straitjacket. 
Interesting. I, I did, did not know that. that. That's also baller. <laughs> that's cool. Bro. I hope that's all statues. If when I'm inevitably famous enough to get a statue made of me, make sure it's me and Street Jacket. Yeah, that's what I was just saying, bro. That's what I want. All right, Abraham we could be Lincoln. leaning against each other. Though. Abraham Lincoln, which a lot of people knew. Michelangelo might have had autism. I don't know if that's considered a mental illness. That might be, I think that might be. Um, I believe that is. Autoimmune. They don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's autoimmune. Um, Charles Dickens, who I love. Um, Charles Darwin had agoraphobia, agoraphobia, anxiety mm-hmm. of being in situations that. He also pedal. He's a pet, back, back uh, peddler. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Back, what do you mean? Back he, he made all those claims, literally disproved, and on his deathbed, he tried to backpedal. Oh yeah, I heard that. Nothing okay. on your deathbed is worth saying, except for what the 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 guy that um the guy that started the Church of Satan and what he said was true. All right. They asked. Okay. They asked so, the more. Yeah, ring the bell. <laughs> Leo Tolstoy, who wrote War and Peace, he had depression later in life, ended up born again Christian. Another podcast we have to do. <laughs> Isaac Isaac Newton. He was a scientist, laws of motion, possibly bipolar. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff for him. Possibly bipolar, autism, schizophrenia, or OCD. He must have been an interesting guy. That's a cocktail right there, yeah. <laughs> if they thought... Probably just neurotic as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, Vincent van Gogh, bipolar. Vincent van Gogh? Yeah. Gogh. Yeah. Didn't you yeah. ever see the Doctor Who episode? Thank you. Thank you for hitting him with vapor over there. <laughs> I've never seen Doctor Who. You're a nerd. What the fuck, bro? No, 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 that's not fair. I get the same thing when I say I've never seen the Avengers movies either, but what are you saying? I I only saw it after (laughs) my husband made me. Edgar Allan Poe had depression and alcohol. Even in the nerd culture, I'm the fucking loser and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I have three book recommendations, possibly four. Okay. The first one was by Michael Pollan, who I talked about, who was on the Joe Rogan podcast, How to Change Your Mind. It's all about the hallucinogenics. The second one is by Johan Hari, who's a British guy, called Lost Connections, Uncovering the Real Causes of Depression. And I like that book because it had like nine different things that you can help, like um, passion for your job. And and he talked about being um, the chemical imbalance thing and how it's not necessarily what, what they make it out to be. He also, my husband wanted me to mention this, wrote Chasing the Scream. I was thinking you might have read that. I haven't. About um, the drug war. I have not. He said it's phenomenal. I'll, I'll definitely that, check it out. That would be right up your I just, alley. I'm just finishing a book right now, so I need a new one. So. That that sent, seems like something you'd be... I do want to I just read finished it. yours. Okay, so I was like, what book? Yeah. I was going to say later. I'm the lady that has the genes that they used... Oh, the, the black lady. Yeah. That, that, for cancer. Yeah, I don't remember her name, but yeah. All right. Why isn't my brain working by... Dadis Karazian, which is about, he, what it is is a bunch of doctors and him talking about cases they've had and what can help um, different uh, hormonal, emotional, mental things with amino acids and natural medicine, which I love, which I think there is so much that needs to be done with that. And you might have read these, you, would, you guys will appreciate this, The Evolution of a Cro-Magnon. I've heard of it, never read it. By John Joseph and the PMA effect. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. If you listen to the books, he narrates them. Awesome. He's from New York and he's talking about like the Harry Krishna and stuff. It's oh, no. hysterical. But it's, no. you have to oh, no. Sometimes books on audio are better for that reason. I listened to all everything because of my uh, attention span. Yeah, it's easier to listen. I, or at least for me it is, mm-hmm. yeah. Read those. They're phenomenal. Even my sister-in-law, who doesn't really read, liked that one. Yeah. Um, I have advice. Um, cool. Trust your gut. 
um, advocate for yourself. This is the most important thing. Find a doctor who listens to you. Get a second opinion. Explore all options carefully. Um, shout outs. I have several. Baja Ibogaine Center in Rosarito, Mexico, which I will give you the uh, website make for. every guest write their outline. <laughs> oh, I'll write them yes, for you. I love please. doing this. Yeah, right? Save us a lot of time. Bibliography with sources, too, at the end. <laughs> yeah. Just do all the work. My husband, uh, John Lezak, who is, like I said, he's a phenomenal human. He is a phenomenal husband. He's always been there for me. He's a great father. He's a cool guy. He's fun. He's, he's a cool guy. He's <laughs> way more fun. He's the fun parent. He's way more You're fun. You're fun. You're not There's fun. no not fun parent. No, no, That's no. That's not true. I think we both of you. No, yeah. no. But he's <laughs> the one you go to shows with. Like, he no, he's the just, you can't, like, listen... So people that are 150 can't compare with people that you know. Like he's he's you, the dude is insane. All right, like, I don't know what else to say. Like the dude is out of his mind. Right? He's reincarnated from the Depression era. Like he has more energy totally. than all of us, and he's like half our like double our age. You, you think what? he was a flapper in his last life? <laughs> that sounds magical. Hello, my lady. Hello, my darling. Hello, my brother. Yeah. Want to buy me a drink there, Sonny? Oh, he loves kills. I also love kills. But he has skinny legs. You probably have. I got nice thick boy legs. legs. Right after yeah. the legs. Right, right. Always with us with the skinny legs. Skinny we leg at, guys get attacked. We were at a You don't want to talk about that. Oh, I know you're talking about. Dad bods or rad bods, sir? We were at a picnic one day, and this guy out of nowhere said. Hey, John, you're going to throw those legs on the grill? Come on, man. And he turned and looked, and we were all like, and he started Ooh. laughing. Listen, somebody gave me branches for limbs. It's not my fault. Dude, skinny <laughs> jeans look great on you. I'll give you and that. Then, there you <laughs> go. Rip them. They're called normal jeans for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's chat. This is the end of it. And I was not ready. Uh, my daughter, my she has been with me through so much of this and had heard so many times, I'm not feeling well, I can't do anything, I'm not feeling well. I cannot tell you, and when she was a baby, it was a hard time, and she was just an easy, phenomenal kid. I cannot say enough about her. I was the perfect kid. She really... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows I the Sarah for being the, modest? The modest one, too. Yes, she, was, <laughs> she was adorable. She was a good kid. Now I don't know what to do with her, but... Then she joined the podcast. She's <laughs> doing fine. Oh, now right. she's divorced of reason to that's a 35-year-old man. That's the thing <laughs> I want to talk about. Uh, my sister, Sharon, who's a nurse, so I turn to her for medical advice. Um, she's all over this COVID thing. She is... Uh, her posts oh my god she's all over it she's so pissed off my best yeah. friend, best friend tara who has been with me since uh freshman year of high school who is also going through her own shit she's a phenomenal person um she was one of the first person to see sarah in the hospital when she was born and she oh. took me when you didn't want to have me as yeah when i was having a hard time when she was little tara would take her and i would hand this kid to everybody because i wasn't one of those mothers who was like oh no i was like please i'm exhausted take her she would go to anybody <laughs> Anybody. There you go. That's a great immune system builder, too. <laughs> exactly. I'm all about that. This COVID thing yeah. totally threw me off. All right. And the last is the people at the Basil Bandwagon, which is where I work. It's a natural market. We sell supplements. Awesome. We sell fruit and vegetables. We sell all kinds of groceries. My boss is Ralph and Sue. I have been off a lot of this year on disability, trying to work through the thyroid, the depression, the hormones. And they have been nothing but supportive. My manager, Ron, has been phenomenal. And all of my coworkers, and Robin and Melissa in particular, Melissa has been through a lot of the same depression issues. And Robin has just been a great voice. So 
That's it. Thank you. I, thank I, you. I, no, thank you, thank you so okay. much. And your opinion on the podcast. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, before we end everything, I do want to ask you a few of our own questions. You did such a fantastic job yes. of writing out that outline. Thank this you. is a little longer than we usually go, but it was so informative. I'm honored that you... No, it was a lot of fun. First of all, like, obviously we've become friends with Sarah doing the podcast. What is, yeah, what is your overall opinion of all of us in this podcast and, and your daughter being associated with me and best friends with a 35-year-old man? <laughs> um, <laughs> this... I love the way you word things. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> fucked up, bro. I think it's fucked up. This is her question? It's okay. okay. Um, this is the best thing that's happened to her, I think, because you guys, first and foremost, are always respectful of her. And she... Growing up, she went through the typical being picked on, not sure where I fit in, went when banned, try, like trying to find her tribe, and I feel like you guys are a tribe. I never had friends in school, basically. Me they, neither. Uh, same. Well, I, Some friends. So, I did, but they all made fun of me, and I didn't realize it until later in life. Same. <laughs> I, I sent her to hippie me. camp. I, I did everything I could to try to find her. And you guys, like, all I can say is thank you for including her. She loves this. You guys are just, thank you for being respectful of her. She loves all you guys. She never says a bad thing about any of you. Well, she thank like, you for doing a great job. Thank you Sarah for dealing with She her. likes Sarah. picking on you. I know that. Because it's just, I'm, I need help. It gets annoying. It's so fun. <laughs> and, and I love that. But, uh, no, really, she, I cannot, this has been great. And Jake, he's, he's just such a kind spirit. And uh, we like uh, having him around. person, Jake. Uh, yeah, Jake's a sweet And I love how you keep everything in order. Just I, in I cannot tell you how much. We only found out they were crushing each other. We were like, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, she. We need a Sarah. It is so nice to hear her happy. There were so many years that she had such a tough time, and to hear her call us home and laughing and telling us things, telling us things that people said or things that went on on the podcast or how you guys. Were She's just such it. a like a such a crucial part of it because we do we do like. Like I started this project, obviously is not as a serious thing, and it has grown into a like a thing, and then from that, like asking Sarah to be part of the podcast, now it's a serious thing. You know, that's really what happened. Is like it was a thing, and I was like, oh, maybe I should take this serious. Let me ask the most serious person I know, <laughs> Sarah. And Sarah was like, okay, well, we have to do this and this, and you have to like not be an idiot and, this and, this. and like, and and from that, now I'm like, oh. Now I have to figure out how to like market this and like, you know, turn this into and something. And build a website. <laughs> Don't, we're not talking about Wait, the website today. I saw it and so far it looked really good. It, it's, it's a project and we're working on I'm it. I'm working on my own website. I'm writing yeah. a book, working on a website and it's not easy. No, it's not like anything in art. I've said this several times. It's so about like micromanaging yourself, mm -hmm. managing time. And these yeah. are not skills that anybody ever teaches you. No. Let alone in a professional sense, let alone in a sense where you have to do it to yourself. Yeah. And it's very difficult because you have to deal with those demons of being lazy and not being organized or whatever. It, it, it's nice to have a motivating voice like Sarah to be like, okay, well, I'm 35. Sarah executes this and does more than me. So I can do this. I, you I know? love your, I know it's an odd, like it's an odd thing. You're like, you're 35, 21. And as a parent, I, I think it's great. I'm not uncomfortable with it. Good, because I am. Super uncomfortable. If I thought there was, if there was any red flags, I, I just, know. you know what it is? It, in my, like, we get along that well, 
like yeah. me and her and we respond that well but in my mind i remind myself every once in a while like she is much younger than me yeah that's not is that's not okay that you know like this is not okay or be like this or think just about be this cognizant of yeah exactly it's like a <laughs> reminder thing because it's just there's so much of I guess that it's so easy as an older person. You see it. I never understood it as a younger person. I never understood like why an older person would even. But now I see, <laughs> as an older person, you have a big advantage over people. And, not and like that, to take advantage of that is terrible. She's well. She's also only mostly been around adults most of her life. She's yeah. an only child. She's overly mature. Yeah, it's it's uh, she's an overly mature person. And a very good way too. She yeah, carries it well. Yeah, carries Aww. it well. Yeah. Very not right. not annoying like. No, it's not a always, judgy mature. Not always yeah. pooping on our fun. Oh, she's, she's like I understand why you want to start that fire. Like this would be a great <laughs> idea, guys. But. But the whole town's gonna catch. She's, she's like, very diplomatic about yeah. it. How about that? Is that yeah. a good way to put it? Just, oh, know, in thirty-eight days, I'll be twenty-two. Okay, <laughs> now you'll be twenty-two. Oh, she's giving you the countdown, right? Because I know we're both cancers. Because cancers are the best. Yes. Yeah, cancers best best song. <laughs> I, I might have told you this when when John and I got together. We planned her to be a cancer because they're great family. Yeah, because they're the best. They they are the best. Yeah. The best. Great move. As long as there ain't no dirty Scorpios. What do you think I Dirty, am? dirty, <laughs> horrible. Oh, this guy, let he's me, a Scorpio. He's a horrible you. person. The only R is attractive. That's all they are. So I, we said, let's have a uh, cancer. It never occurred to me that it would be a female cancer. Oh, that's your problem. Uh, that's my problem. <laughs> I was a little train wreck. And one day it was at work, like, and she comes and she's real huggy. Hi, mommy. I'm like, I got to get back to work. She's like, well, mommy, I'm an emotional train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> She's I'm a male cancer. I'm good at taking abuse. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, I just stand there like a wall and just get hit. <laughs> oh, cancers are like the best. in a pit or like <laughs> like, no, like a car. <laughs> like a car gets fucked like up, car. but the wall's not okay. <laughs> like it's still standing, but you know. well, there's some damage in there. So yeah, there's there's the grooves are moved. <laughs> you know. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This was overly extended and fun. But uh, awesome. I do appreciate it. We're, uh, anyone else? We have any other shout outs or we anything else? We have some else? questions, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, we do have our, our final question. Oh, yeah. What, oh, the, oh, our final question. We have to ask our final question. What three fictional characters do you most recognize with and which one do you want to be the most? Do you know how many books I read? She's read, she's read way more. <laughs> They're just fiction. It That's just have to be books. three fictional characters that you recognize no. with and one you most recognize oh. with. You uh, We prefer cartoon characters, but go with what you want. Hmm. Can I say one that I want to be? Yes, of course. Go right there. I'm writing a book, and I want to be this character. That's perfect. I want That's to be amazing. a strong, like, it, it's it's an 18th cent, uh, 19th century medical doctor, one of the first ones. So I, Ooh. it's, it's kind of... The leech kind of doctors? Oh, what? Like the doctors that put the leeches on them? <laughs> no, the ones that blood led, you know? Yeah, that thought. <laughs> Is that one of those that, like, thinks that, like... Goes from your blood, so they give you cocaine. Their surgical equipment is the same stuff you find at Home Depot. Okay. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah, but uh, th that's, that's you got the strength part down. That I'm gonna give you. You got the strength part down. <laughs> yeah. Fucking good. Well, my friend was like, "You need to do a website for your book," and I said, "But I'm writing a book because I don't like to talk about myself." But, but, and which is true. This person is everything I want to be. I, I was thinking that because I know you were going to ask me that and I was going to think about it more now, but that's the closest thing. I'm writing the person, the strength. So that's the one you recognize most with yeah, is the character you're creating? She's, 
she's a feminist. And I was saying, I don't think you were in the room. I was raised by a truck driver and he kind of unintentionally beat down all of that in me. He, he, his language is kind of yeah. like learn misogyny in a way, huh? Yeah, exactly. Okay. He didn't mean it. He tried to boost me up, right. but um, it, that really, you know, it took me a long time. Now I'm angry. Right. But um, and you've all reason to be. Are you drinking PBR? But I'm not a. Wait, you mean rice? Generationally, you are. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna stop you right there. Punk rock is not just putting blue hair dye in your head and shaving a mohawk. Well, that's that's even more awesome. I went through the same thing where I was just like, I'm not a punk. I'm just going to do that. But it's a mentality. It's the, and the mentality you yeah, think. Yeah, it's very much a mentality. You are very much punk. And Aww. I fucking love it. Yeah. Oh, I love you. Totally she's punk. generational. Total punk. Now. Yeah. She's, ge- she's second generational punk now. Yeah, you raised a punk, you married a punk. I, ma- I did marry a punk. <laughs> <laughs> I was shrug in that face. Oh, <laughs> we could capture over you that. Wow. Oh, yeah, dude. We wish I, I just want a girl to feel that way. <laughs> just like reluctantly in love. <laughs> we should we should uh, do a podcast about him because he's a, he's really He doesn't think he's interesting enough to be on the podcast ironically. Bullshit. <laughs> Show me interesting. He's he a guy that I the first time I met him it was special. I mean, he doesn't know that. And so does everybody oh. else apparently now. <laughs> no, very special person. Yeah. So, anything else guys? Before we uh, close off, I have other sure. things I'll talk to you guys about. I got, I got one more thing. I appreciate all the discomforts that you conquered to come out here and talk about you and talk and everything that you mentioned. And also, I appreciate the conversation we had because I realized a lot of the complacency that I have in my own therapeutic journey. Like, oh, really? yeah, well, it's just certain things. I had a few sessions which was like, how you doing? Great. All right. Have a nice day. And like, right. there's obviously more to it. And through this conversation, I'm actually going to take the outline that you gave us, highlight the things that I want to talk to my own therapist about, and go there and be like, okay. Do you want this one? That's the detail. Sure. Mm-hmm. Save, save some trees, because I was just going to print out my own. But perfect. Oh, wow. No you scanning. Go on the site? Yeah. What? You go on the site. What site? We could scan it. You know, oh, oh, yeah, website. we can put that on the site. Yeah, we can put it on the website. Let me type it. My so, handwriting is <laughs> on it. But yeah, I just, I really. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we could do that. Uh, anything else, guys? One of the reasons I joined this podcast is because I love the amazing people that come on here, and you definitely have exceeded much. Yeah, this was a very entertaining. I, I didn't expect this to be. I, you wrote a great line. Sex with the right person, drugs in moderation, <laughs> rock and roll forever. That's our new band. That's our new band. Sex with the right person, like drugs in moderation, rock and roll forever. I like it. I would like to say thank you, Lawrence, for coming on. Oh, yes, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You are the love of my life, right? Thank you so much for being on this. No, seriously. Really, really excited. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. no, I I was so nervous when today. And you killed it. (laughs) Definitely one of the better episodes. Really, I love this. Really appreciate you doing this for us. Thank you, everyone, for coming out as you all come and help me every week. Uh, what is it? We, we will continue uh, next week. I don't know what our next guest is. We're know. probably going to do, uh, what is it, the plague episode or a review episode. When is this episodes. getting posted? This will be not this week, but next week. Okay, well, for there will be future live streams. Yeah, future live streams. <laughs> yeah. keep, keep informed for the Instagram to see all that stuff. Because I can't talk about Thank you, everyone, Tuesday. for listening. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you, Sarah's mother. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for that. Right. Thank you. Bye, guys. We'll stay on the flip. That was fun, guys. Thank you. That was fun. It was fun. very good. It was two hours. That's awesome. Wow. That's so good. I love long podcasts. Uh, like, horns, horns. horns. I wonder how Rice 
Only posers go listen. Let's try rice water. Shut up and ready to shout.